0: For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.
1: Paperwise, this morning um, it's amazing how we can find money for all sorts of different things and yet people live in Noonan's Road with their flats and their apartments falling down around their ears. But it's all about cycling and greenways and in an ideal world, that would be just fine. But what about prioritizing the things that really matter? Just a thought. Boost for cycling plan is the headline making the echo today. Ultimately, there will be a greenway all the way from Penrose Quay to Waterford. <laughs> Imagine that. You could walk or cycle all the way to Waterford. Anyway, they will, the latest announcement now is we'll connect Kent Station to Glenmire to Little Island and all the way east along uh, to Waterford by 2025. So that's the latest proposal by Cork City Council. We'll have to dig deep for that one because the cyclists need their cycleways. Meanwhile, the uh, confusion um, and interruptions and tailbacks um, on the ring road bringing to and from Donkettle should. Be a thing of the past, according to Owen English in the Examiner this morning, it cost £215 to overhaul it, uh, make it more efficient, add in lots of links and lanes and exits. But this weekend, apparently, uh, six new link roads are scheduled to open on Sunday and all remaining traffic lights on the interchange will be switched off. So it should be free sailing um, and not a bother as a computerized model actually not aerial photograph in the examiner this morning talking about all of the different showing all of the different work that's been done so that's very good I'm wondering about the Macroom bypass that's powering ahead as well at one stage I was told that that would be fully open in August the lads this morning were telling me that it could be October, so somewhere in between. But that'll be magic, won't it, when that's finished as well. I'll come back to this in a few minutes' time. Uh, I can't believe it's more barter is the headline making the sun today. More secret accounts found at RTE is the headline making the mirror this morning. New barter accounts to be revealed, according to the mail today. Fresh crisis at at the broadcaster. And they're back, of course, before the media committee this afternoon. There's going to be some serious grilling there i mean it'll be banging table stuff would you ever tell us everything you know and of course these barter accounts one of them apparently has to do with toy show the flop formerly known as toy show the musical so that's up for scrutiny as well i'll come back to all of this in in a few minutes time they also break down the Ten executive board members who are getting over two hundred grand a year each, plus expenses. Mind you, the biggest salary uh, payout in uh, RTE is believed to be the fifteen hundred and the five hundred and fifteen thousand that's being paid to Ryan Tuberty. Uh, Lottie Ryan became the first person to part ways uh, with uh, NK Management and that was announced yesterday uh, we're wondering as to whether others will leave the talent agency as well, no, Kelly so there's a lot on that which I'll come back to in a few minutes time um, interesting to see what happens this afternoon some people will wonder will I watch the media committee of the RT executives or will I watch Wimbledon because you can't do both there's a budget coming down the track and uh, Michael McGrath um, is doing a lot of media on this because they say it's going to be a bumper budget bonanza of 6.4 billion. Why have they got so much money? Well, i tell you why there's so much money. Because of income tax, because of VAT receipts and because of corporation tax. People are going to work companies that are doing well and thriving and returning their VAT and returning their corporation tax. So it's the working world of Ireland, really, that is driving on the Irish economy and should get a bit more credit for it, I believe. We'll have to see what happens with regards to USC and PRSI and VAT rates and and breaks for businesses and the hard work and taxpayer. Uh, the doll bar apparently has shown a doubling in income. Apparently, last year it made a loss of nine grand. But this year, because all the restrictions are over and they're in there quaffing and eating away to their heart's content, they are now in profit again. They say that a pint of stout in the doll is five euro twenty. Where you could pay, you could pay offers of seven or eight or maybe even nine euro for a pint of stout in pubs not too far from it. But interestingly, um, there, I was talking about this yesterday where they're saying that 500,000 more children will get free GP care at a time when GP surgeries are in absolute crisis. And it's all very well to be saying that a half a million more six and seven year olds will get free GP care. But where will they get it from and who will provide it? Meanwhile, and I love to get your thoughts on this because I think it's true, it should happen, that all children who are in education their parents should continue to be paid child benefit, it shouldn't stop at 18 and one kind of way of moving towards that is paying child benefit up to the age of 19 for those still in education and perhaps even better uh, a few years after that if they're in college education. What are your thoughts on that? Text 0868104106 particularly if you're a paying, uh, parent it's, it's not as if education stops uh, when the child turns when your son or daughter turns 18 so text on that one, text 0868104106 um, well, It's good to have Record breaking numbers in a positive way, but a record breaking number of prison inmates is not a good one to be celebrating. But it is a fact because the Star this morning says that we now have, among other things, 219 prisoners in Irish prisons are now sleeping on mattresses. The reason for that is that we have the highest number of prisoners on record in Irish jails. And I suppose you get what you ask for. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed down through the years is that people want uh, stiffer sentences less suspended sentences. And when you do that, then, of course, what happens? The prisons prove to be too small. Poor old Charlie Bird continues to struggle with his health. And the Star this morning says that uh, Charlie's revealed now that sadly he can no longer dress himself as his motor neuron disease continues to worsen. And, of course, our thoughts are with him. Uh, every single time we hear of an update, it's sadly not for the better. Uh, there are other stories making the papers today. Um, and I know uh, you see a bit of summer madness in the news across every single summer. And we were talking last month about members of Angarda Chicana will be stationed at Disneyland Paris uh, to help lost Irish tourists, I suppose. Uh, but also the mail says today that not just that, but uh, Gardi are also going to be sent to France for the summer And indeed, they're going to be sent to the uh, World Cup. So that's interesting with regards to deployment of uh, Irish Guardi overseas. But you look at the Irish, uh, or the typical stereotypical Irish image, Uh, there's a story in the Star this morning that talks about artificial intelligence. And apparently, um, if you go in and you search for... um, uh, Like, if you were to ask the question, show me an image of an Irishman, the results are always, without exception... Outdated, nasty, wildly inaccurate, the kind of stereotypes that we hate, that people have of us overseas, but apparently what it will do is it will describe to you, uh, particularly the Irish person, as being a drinking, angry, aggressive, leprechaun-style person. Um, So that's brainless in itself, really. But sadly, that's what artificial intelligence thinks of a typical Irishman. And Roger Federer makes the papers today for lots of different reasons. One, because he was at Wimbledon. Secondly, because he put his arm and his hand around Kate Middleton's waist. One must... Never do that. One must never touch a body part of a member of the royal family. That sounds weird, doesn't it? We say body part. Uh, except if they put their hand out to shake your hand first. So he touched her waist and everybody, early went and had a weakness over this. Uh, but the other story, of course, is that he sat with her for four hours and they nattered and nattered and nattered away. But um, the tabloids this morning are suggesting uh, that Mirka... Roger Federer's wife was none too pleased with that and she looked totally uh, fed up and pretty much ignored. Um, so from one kind of superstar to another I see that Paul McCartney has come out now and blamed Bruce Springsteen that his concerts are going on for too long. I was once, I was once at a I'm not a huge Bruce Springsteen fan don't get me wrong but it was once at a concert where was that lads I think it was Croke Park I thought I would lose the will to live it was certainly three and a half hours long I made it a four at one stage I thought I'd have to go out for a shave um, it just went on and on and for diehard Springsteen fans I get that but Springsteen is getting an awful lot of criticisms from the likes of Paul McCartney because McCartney says back in the day I can't do it I can't do it The Liverpoolian accent say, say say this for me In your Liverpoolian accent Back in the day In the 1960s The Beatles only did A, ha- a 30 minute set This
2: is definitely Not a Paul McCartney accent Right This is just a g- Generic Liverpool
1: accent Go on remind me again What it he is says, uh, Back he in said, the day ba- Back in the day In the 1960s The Beatles only played For 30 minutes Back
2: in the day In the 1960s The Beatles only played For 30 minutes
1: <laughs> Of course, my answer to that is like, back in the 1960s, they didn't have enough songs to go back I was going to
2: say, back in the 1960s, probably didn't have enough power to go. Maybe power was actually easy to get. I he know says, to he says I've told
1: something. him, I've told him, it's your fault, man. You're driving us all crazy with the length of the gigs. Apparently, not only uh, Springsteen has gigs that last for four hours. Did you know that apparently Taylor Swift is known to do um, where I saw the number a three hour fifteen minute set that's outrageous great value for money I, though
2: if you're a big fan well I was going to say considering how much the ticket prices are you'd want to get a good value and for money and Beyonce you? does a two and a half hour gig more than thirty songs yeah the the I've gone seen the national a few times they always play a massive set as well they're always on stage for ages I think uh, as you say like if you're if you're big into it like I saw Blur a couple of weeks ago they were on stage for about two hours thing absolutely flew. I mean there's times where I've seen other bands ah, but like where it's just dragged just. I know four hours is a very long time four hours is like you get to the Northern Irish border in four hours do you know what I mean <laughs> like how you know, much time you can you know, and back. come back out again you know and back but it's I, I don't know I, I think it's about you've like, got so much
1: stuff though it's yeah,
2: that's the thing and I, I suppose it would, it's much better it's like going to a restaurant and getting huge portions it's much better to get bigger portions than to get tiny portions <laughs> you know I'd much rather turn up and get uh, a four hour set than a 30 minute set you know what I mean I don't know how I not how we get on
1: tickets. to portion size in restaurants but thank you for that all the same uh, Anyway, that's the story with McCartney I'll be coming back to this a little later on with Claire because we're doing a bit of a deeper look into gigs and indeed a bit of musical history for you but uh, turning back, first up I want to chat with Colin Burke, Fine Ltd. TD member of the Public Accounts Committee uh, they are not meeting with the RT execs today they're meeting themselves in private tomorrow but the Media Committee certainly are meeting with the execs and Colum joins me by phone Colin, good morning Good morning. The man who, of course, uh, penned the term slush fund. There's even more than one slush fund. What's going on?
3: Well, it appears now that there are three uh, different um, companies that were operating um, the slush fund or barter accounts, whichever one you want to call it. Um, I've given the definition of what a slush fund is. Um, and it fits into the, the, the these barter accounts. Fit into the same uh, definition. Uh, basically, um, the CFO confirmed to me um, at the public accounts committee last Thursday that um, there was 1.25 million had gone through the accounts over the last uh, through the account over the last um, ten years. At no stage did he re- reference that there were other accounts.
1: Oh, yeah, let's it's just hear part. that piece of audio. That's Richard Collins, the CFO. He was speaking at your pack, and he was asked about the barter accounts. This is what he said.
4: Could, could you give us that list of uh, barter accounts? Do you have that list in
5: front of you?
1: Of the transactions that went through the barter so are
5: there bar accounts? Is there a list of barter accounts? No, there is only
1: one barter account. Oh, right, OK.
5: Yeah. And then what are the transactions? Are they...
1: That, that was the the transaction? No, there's hundreds of transactions. All oh, right, OK. Yeah. OK. OK, thank you. Okay. So is is it in preparation for today's media committee that they found others, or did the accountants in their trawling find them, or what?
3: You see, he confirmed to me that there was 1.25 million. It now turns out that there... And that's... He referred at all times when I cross-examined them to one account as well. Um, he then... You know, it's now turned out that there are in fact three accounts, and that the money we're talking about is one point six million, and that's what they have identified now, and what they're going to be uh, discussing with the media committee today.
1: What do barter so, accounts do? One of the first one was the one that paid the two seventy-five grand checks to Ryan Tuberty's agent, and the and the Renault stuff was it.
3: Yeah, it appears that, they, that they're that um, they used, but there appears to be a very high cost involved. It appears that there's money transferred into those and that then that money is used to pay for other, um, uh, other costs which then appeared were not going through the RTE account. So I'm not sure how the money went into them, but I presume it was somewhere or other where commercial money, instead of coming into RTE, Went into this barter account, and then it was used within the barter account to pay for, you know, trips abroad, and um, pay for rugby uh, World
1: Cup uh, to Japan, yeah.
3: World Cup, World Cup's ten-year tickets, uh, which cost quite a bit of money. Um, so that those that money then paid out did not appear at any stage in the RTE accounts. Therefore, my understanding is that the commercial section of RTE, which deals with the wheeling and dealing in relation to getting money in from the various people who want to advertise okay. and RTE were using these financial accounts. It appears that there was no consultation with the finance department, but there was also not only about the paying out of monies, but it was also about the issue issuing of credit notes. So it's like, for instance, I owe you, I owe um, Red FM 10,000 euros, and you decide in the morning to give me a credit note for 5,000 euros. Um, it appears that there was no cross-checking about who signed off on those credit Mm -hmm. notes. It appears that the commercial department were doing this on their own um, without any real um, checking back with the finance department.
1: Okay, so what's likely to happen this afternoon?
3: Well, my understanding is that they're obviously coming in, they're giving an explanation about these accounts, giving more information. But remember, they came in last week, both to the media committee and then the following day to the public accounts committee, and it was like extracting teeth. Sorry for no, but don't need to offend any dentist. But trying to extract information was, it was like extracting teeth. I mean, it took ages before, you know, I was the fourth person who asked questions last, um, last Thursday. And it was only then that we found out the amount of money going through the account was 1.25 million. Now we're finding, you know, three or four days later, in fact, it's one point six
1: million, and that difference like, could say. be based on um, the toy show, the musical, couldn't it? Uh, my understanding is yes. Understand Renting Croke Park well. for yeah. rehearsals and stuff like that, is it?
3: Yeah, uh, and my understanding this is was this a, a way of saying, well, rather than showing up the embarrassment about a cost, we put it through the barter account to pay for for what it really costs. Yeah, in yeah. In other words, yeah. there's there's um, you know, it's a case of. Um, <clears throat> you know the, the the famous saying of of um, Walter Scott. Um, um, sorry, my apologies, I was coming us. But it, it basically is, you know, we're it, deceiving, and at the same time, we're not giving you the full information. Do you know, me You, you know. know, those
1: meetings, say the Arachus one or the media one. Um, people aren't compelled to go, right? But if they do, they're compelled to tell the truth. But that's not. There's no criminal offence if they lie, is it? No.
3: Um, well, I think if you're mislead, the, um, the Oireachtas, remember now the Public Accounts Committee, which I have, will have more compatibility than the um, Media Committee. So that's one of the things that the, the Oireachtas Public Accounts Committee does have. No, but it's
1: and, not a perjury issue, though.
3: Um, I'd have to check the law on that. My my understanding is that it certainly is, we haven't had the experience of someone being prosecuted for not uh, telling the truth, but um, well, you would in court imagine,
1: with, with the judge uh, within the it would in court. Yeah, it
3: would system. be yeah. It, it will under the judicial system if someone gives misinformation and it subsequently turns out you know that they deliberately misled the court, then they can be prosecuted peremptory, and okay. that has occurred quite okay. a bit okay. in relation to our our. Um, jurisdiction we do have and we are looking for compelability of witnesses for instance you no know, we want ryan traberty in, we want no kelly in, we want d forbes in. so we we will be looking for all of them to come in and that's what we're going to be dealing with our our meeting tomorrow is and has there been any the
1: communication with your the pack committee as to whether any of those three have been in touch to say they will or they won't
3: my understanding is that none of them have uh, confirmed that they will be available Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure poss- whether our uh, admin people have been in contact with the yet, but we have to sign off on that t- right. uh, tomorrow. So we'll go through it in detail as regards the best way. Because When no would you get the minutes the of that,
1: end. I'm wondering, because would you have heard whether or not De Forbes or Ryan Tuberty have served solicitor's letters or anything, no? No, we
3: have we've nothing. We've
1: got, minus understanding was we, we have not got correspondence to that effect.
3: Um, no, you know, we, we obviously... Uh, we'll go through it very carefully. We will also have a legal team in there um, making sure that the mistakes that were made in the current case are not repeated. There's a Supreme Court judge there, a judgment there. Um, it doesn't restrict us, but it's a case of making sure that we don't go outside our remit. Okay. And that's why we have a legal team in there at all times okay. as well now. So, so I think that's important. Because I think the general public out there, you know, they, everyone... You know, if you're running a small business or you're you're working, you know you're, you're fully accountable to the revenue for everything that you earn. Likewise, here this is a case where we cannot have a scenario where there's a different set of rules for those who work in 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 a state company compared to all the rest of us. And it's like you know, you take your own company, Red FM. you know if he gets in money for advertising it has to go through the books. There can't be any uh, kind of putting it off into a separate account. Likewise, if there's expenses paid out for staff, it has to go through the books and it's fully, you're fully accountable. Okay.
1: You know the list of high earners, the 100 that I see this morning, uh, some of them are are um, high-paid radio and television presented, but the vast majority actually are RT are, are, are executives. Uh, where are you on capping salaries?
3: Well, I'm view, my view on capping salaries is that, you know, we have the... Um, the Secretary General of a government department is the highest salary within the within the uh, civil service, and I think we should have the same thing in relation to uh, a national
1: broadcaster. So, the highest paid person, uh, say on no. air, would be earning what about well, 170 yeah. grand something? Like that.
3: Well, no, the the, the Secretary General. Now, remember, we've only one Secretary General in every department, so it's not it's not five or six Secretary Generals so there's one in every department only. So, the top. Uh, scale, I think, in the uh, Secretary-General, in the Government Department, would be 250,000.
1: 250,000?
3: Yeah, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean uh, I I hope I'm correct in that one, but
1: that's the top, very top. uh, Ronan Mullins is looking for less than that, though, in the Shannon. Yes, he is, yes. But I I think, you know, we're talking
3: about staying within the guidelines of the, um, which has been set out over a long period of time as regards, but that doesn't mean that we have 10 people on that salary. That means the very top person would be on that salary. Okay. Everyone okay. else is underneath that. Okay. Um, likewise, assistant secretaries would be on a lower scale. Okay. If likewise, you know.
1: So you, you would you would be informed of some form of capping, although Hall Martin, the the tonished, doesn't like the idea of capping salaries, he said yesterday.
3: Well, I think, you see, you take, for instance, the private sector in relation to national broadcasting. You're competing, um, you're trying to get in um, revenue in relation to advertising. You're in a highly competitive market. You then need to produce reports. You don't have the benefit of license fees, and you have to compete in that market. Therefore, you know there is there is a, an urgent need to make sure it's a level playing field for everyone. Okay. And if you have a national broadcaster which is getting state funding, able to pay out huge money for people, then it's very hard for the ordinary. Um, media outlet, outlets to compete to employ those people. but d- d- uh, okay. me, That's the reason why you need a capping.
1: Okay, I, I, I know that you're under pressure with, with the meeting this morning, but you have commercial revenue and you have the licence fee. Should it be one yes. or the other? Not both.
3: Well, I think this is why we need, we need to do the review. I think it's too early yet to make a decision on that. But I do think we need to do a review. We need to make sure that all the T's are crossed and the I's dotted in relation to how we run our national broadcaster, and also we need to look at you know how can we benefit the the smaller operations, the private operators, the local radio stations who are also providing a public service. Let's let's be clear on this: that the the, the um, national the um, radio stations around the country, the private radio stations around the country, are providing a public service. They do not get the same level of funding as what RTE does, and yet, you know, their their big argument is that because they're providing a public service, they're entitled to all of this money. Yeah. And that's an important one to to take keep in mind as okay. well. Okay.
1: Just a, another one there. That letter that's been leaked this morning. I don't know whether you're aware of it. It was a letter from D Forbes to Ryan Turbidity right in the middle of uh, the worst part of COVID, when companies were being shuttered and people were at home and people lost jobs and many took significant pay cuts where she says the purpose of this correspondence was to, to record in writing our guarantee and undertaking that the fees set out in this agreement with you will be paid by rte without any reductions rte shall not make any request or inquiry from you in relation to it reductions in the agreed fees during the current agreement but what that letter is saying to her is that we will guarantee you will never have a pay cut from 2020 to 2025 um, That leaves a very bad taste in the mouth, wouldn't you think? Absolutely, because everyone, you know,
3: right across the board, both in the public sector and private sector, took a pay cut during um, COVID. There was a lot of people who didn't have jobs and we we stepped in in relation to the support that we put in place. But I think that letter really, I think, it it really sends the wrong message. I saw this, this letter this morning and I'm really astonished that one person was given that kind of a commitment Do you think he looked for that? Do you think he looked for that commitment? I I don't know who looked for it, but I mean, the fact is the letter was written, the letter was signed and the letter was sent out. Okay, Um, It should not have happened. And, you know, there was an awful lot of uncertainty in 2000 during COVID. You know, we didn't know from one end of the week to the next what what was going to happen. We had a whole lot of businesses closed up and money turnover was totally you know, collapsed.
1: Yeah, no, I'm so just curious because at the, at the same time, of course, we were being told that everybody and all of the higher earners were taking a pay cut, but then there was this side letter from D Forbes that just blows that out of the water. I mean, uh, I, I don't know whether that's, what kind of intent there is or whether it's it can be, you know... Is it, that, it was that, is wrong that, f- that it
3: was sent, and it was wrong if it was requested to be sent. In other words, if the request went in, then it was wrong that this was the response. Yeah, and I think it was wrong. It certainly no, you know, it undermines management and their big time that this letter was sent out and you see it's not only G. Forbes would have been aware of this letter, other people would have also been aware of this letter.
1: How do you know that though? I mean, it's... I would
3: imagine you know, I would imagine like it's like the, the um, it's like the the um, the, the barter account or the slush funds account, you know, there were other people other than D Forbes who were aware of these payments, was a, were aware of the monies being paid to these um, to these accounts, yet didn't appear to have feel an obligation to have full disclosure. Mm-hmm. And the fact now that, you know, the CFO maybe didn't wasn't advised before he came into the meeting last Wednesday and last Thursday of the existence of other accounts. He was quite adamant when he was inside in the Public Accounts Committee that there was only one account. And, like, you know, in fairness to all employees, they have an obligation to make sure that all information is made available. So imagine
1: if you were the staff and you took pay cuts and you're wondering whether you had a job and you heard there was a side letter guaranteeing that your wages would never go down, there was side deals with Renault, and you were protected for five years. So you'd be livid.
6: Absolutely,
3: and I think that's the one thing that it is. You know, it has undermined staff in there who worked very hard... Yeah. Who took the pay cut? Who now find that behind the scenes there was a total different world uh, in uh, operating? And How do you think they'd the, feel
1: about Patrick Kilty being told he can have business flights, business class flight flights to and from the Late Late? I mean, what the heck? Like, whose money are they spending? Yeah, well, well,
3: it's taxpayers' money because part of it is part taxpayers' part, but it it's commercial commercial advertising.
1: But well, why would they think like that it would be necessary to give somebody business class flights? <sighs> I, I mean, it's reinforcing, that, it's reinforcing. Well, it's, there's also the additional cost of that. Co- totally, but it also sends out a very, very bad message, doesn't it, to hard staff everywhere, that just because that, you happen to like, be on television...
3: There's, there's a lot of staff in RT who are on average salaries who have the same challenges as regards whether they're renting apartments or whether they're renting houses or whether they're trying to pay mortgages. They all took the pay cut. They then find that there was a different world operating um, that they did not know of and uh, at the same time in real terms because there was more money going to one individual or uh, a small number of individuals they then had to take the the, the, the hit and I think that's it certainly is very hard and it's going to be very hard to build up confidence of staff now as well you know You ask someone, say, you have someone who's working, say, 9 to 5, and you ask them to stay on for another half hour to do something, they'll say, well, why should I? You know, that's the whole problem about this, is that it undermines, you know, people's commitment in there as well. And I think there's a huge workload to be done in relation to, you know, root and branch, looking at how RT operates, what changes need to be made, and making sure that we look after the other members of staff who are on average salaries and make sure that they're treated in the same way as people at the very top.
1: Okay. A saver flight from Aer Lingus from London to Dublin is 45 euro. Uh, what we call business class is 461 euro, 10 times yeah. more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you're talking about 30 shows then, so you can imagine. Flight back over and back,
3: you know, so it's going to be a huge additional cost. Yeah, up. It certainly does. Okay,
1: okay, let's see what happens this afternoon. I'll let you get on. Thanks for taking the call as always, column Cheers for now. Colin Burke, Gael TD, that's member of the Public Account Committee. Uh, text 0868104106. So we're estimating that the return flights business class um, would come in at €13,800 uh, for the for the season. Uh, that's the business class flight, 13800 uh, Euro. a lot of dosh isn't it just to sit in a different part of a plane
2: <laughs> talk to
1: Neil Prenderville now 0818 Cork's Red FM and you can text 0868 we'll see what happens uh, this afternoon covered as much as I can I don't think we're missing much on it except that it seems to go from bad to worse back to the phone lines we go for now though Tony good morning Molly morning Neil ok uh, your thoughts then and we'll plough ahead go ahead
6: in the story broke on the 22nd of June. It was a Thursday. And the chair of the LTE board was on 6-1 News. And from that particular episode of the news up to today, it's only been a little of lies.
1: Yeah, I think what Colin Burke was, was thinking about at the time was the Walter Squat, Scott, Scott quote, um, oh, what a web of lies we weave when we first decide to deceive. Is it a worse to that effect?
6: Yes. yes. And honest to God, I think it's only table tip of the First and foremost, the board should be disbanded. The whole board should be removed from the board.
1: Which the board, though? The executive board led by executive D board. Forbes or the RTE board led by Shoni Rahalik?
6: Shoni Rahalik, because I think she's a failure. I think she's been caught out and so many misleading lies. Not she appeared on the news on the 22nd of June, which was a Thursday, and she failed to say that D uh, Forbes had been
1: suspended. And she'd been asked to resign. That's not a lie. That's an omission. A lie would be, has D Forbes blah, 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 and giving an incorrect answer.
6: But you gave an incorrect answer. She was asked, was well, she asked to leave, and she said, no, I actually watched it again. you I've had all the calls.
1: Oh, OK, OK. Was that said then, yeah? OK.
6: Yes, and okay. then she went on. Even, e, 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 even in the two office houses last week, you could see lies. The chief financial officer couldn't actually tell his own salary. He had a grin on his face when he was asked what's his salary, and he looked around to, uh, like, you couldn't write this, Neil. There's actually a joke going on own at the moment about RTE. Ryan Tupper, the Enterprises, of what mm, calling and mm, mm. <laughs> it now. It's not till he on. Yeah. And
1: 1200
6: an hour doing consultancy work for RTE.
1: That's what the invoice said originally, yes, consultancy yes. work. Well, that, yes. that's, that's, that's a scandal in itself, the way that they label yes. the invoice. Uh, how, how do you feel about this, this letter that's been revealed, though, uh, from D Forbes to Ryan Turberty, guaranteeing no pay cuts for the five years at a time when everybody else it was dated to... Uh, everybody else did, yeah. It was dated July 2020, right in the middle of the worst of COVID. See, what
6: actually should happen if the government was serious? they tend in the fraud squad. Right? Because it was, to me, it was theft. They spent taxpayers' money willingly knowing that there was lies. There was actually lies. The, the trail says that what the money was spent on was lies. Because it was in for consultancy work and for other stuff overseas. When they were taking people out to wine and dine and take people on junkets.
1: Yeah. Some of the other people may not know, but there was um, a mock late, late show to be held in three Renault dealerships each year. One of them was the Renault dealership in Cork, incidentally, and Ryan Tuberty would be at this party um, and that um, he was being paid 25 grand for each of those three events. But it was RTE and not Renault who were on the hook for these mock late-late shows at Renault dealerships. Um,
6: l- a number of years ago, they ran the late-late show in New York. Pat Kenny hosted the show in Fitzpatrick's in Manhattan. They ran the live show from New York. It could have been... so the deal was going on as far back as uh, when Pat Kenny was was leading the late late show like people fail to remember in 2008 Pat Kenny was on almost a million euros with RTE that is true Uh, yeah yeah. and like people forget does it go back to the time of Gabon? I honestly don't know but I think that the late late show is doomed I don't think people are going to watch it Anymore, I think they'd probably been better off to cancel it to spend the show. They also I mean, think
1: that um, the Independent this morning is suggesting that the toy show, the musical, was a two million euro flop. And it could be, be as high as three million in the whole.
6: Yes. And like like the charities did it benefit to the tune of what they were promised?
1: Not so, you know she, mean, she made a loss. She
6: Yes, yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's so many questions unanswered. Honest so many questions and I think the ordinary person on the street first off is disgusted of what went on. Secondly it's dismayed on the way it is handled. Like there is watchdogs within the state that are allegedly the controller not their general. What's what's his role? He's to watch corporate bodies and if there's a suspect of anything been wrong. Like this has been I honestly don't think just uh, came out on the twenty second of June, I think round top of you the know back in April. We know she was leaving the shore. Like it was said, there is a chance. Last Wednesday, he didn't know, and then on Thursday, there's a possibility. Like,
1: there is a chance. Yeah. yeah. Of course, you know. Okay. Okay. So this is a fraud squad investigation in your. That's what I honestly believe. That, okay. Take
6: like, it as an ordinary company. The fraud squad would be sent in Langor.
1: Okay. All like
6: right. Colin Cobock just mentioned, that there's a legal team looking at it. That's costing more money. They just said to if just if there was an alleged crime, the girls are sent in the first port to win." That's why we've a Quite, I think they're
1: very efficient. OK, watch it, this al- watch it this afternoon then, will you? And come back and let me know what you think of it. I will, of course. I right. will, of course.
7: All
6: right, cheers for now.
1: Thanks, Steve, Thank you. Jim. All the best. All right. Take care, Tony. Text 0868 Pick up the phone on 0818 After the break.
2: Get it off your chest. Call Neil Brenderville now on
1: 0818 104 106. On the cr- craziness on our roads. The Road Safety authorities is constantly going after the wrong people. People being fined 160 quid for doing 35 kilometres are no danger whatsoever at 5 kilometres over the speed limit. Meanwhile, every time I go out in my car, I see reckless driving. It's about time the roads were properly policed by the guards and that these people uh, were caught and not the law-abiding citizens as Gary, who perhaps are doing... Uh, five kilometres over the limit. Uh, I was talking yesterday about a road rage incident above one of the e-tolls that involved me. Uh, You're so right about road rage, it's getting worse. Yes, there are loads of very angry people on the roads. On Saturday, a driver, I think it was a woman driver, pulled out in front of me from a side road in Inaskara it was really dangerous. I beeped my horn for two seconds at her and she retorted with a long honk back at me. I thought just what the heck? It's toxic on our roads. Um, Somebody's suggesting you won't have problems with the e toll if you get with the toll if you get yourself an e flow tag. Uh, people with road rages because they feel the protection of inside their car. If you met the same people on the street you would get a different reaction. Uh, just on traffic, drivers need to slow down on the road. Spur Hill in Toker is very dangerous, but drivers fly down the hill at 80 kilometres an hour. I was nearly hit twice last week, walking up that hill, cars rounding onto the old railroad, railway line bridge. Two consecutive vehicles had to swerve due to the speed and their position in the road. Have you noticed... Uh, Real Irish habit of driving in the middle of the road, particularly in country roads. So keep those texts coming, text 0868104106. Lots then yesterday on the state of the flats or apartments, particularly on Noonan's Road. We actually um, got in touch with Cork City Council yesterday and Eald emailed the Communications Department. It's quite a lengthy email. Um, we were talking with the residents of the apartments on Noonan's Road and also St. Finbars Road where the balconies are falling apart the windows have fallen out and the area is infested with rats Uh, Seamus got in touch with them saying that the area is attracting undesirables uncapped syringe needles they're at their wits end Uh, they want to stay in the area it's a good community spirit there but the estate of the accommodation is beyond belief we visited it themselves ourselves we told council that in the email and asked them what council are doing to help these people who have lived in the complex some of them for almost 60 years Um, uh, Many of the residents are vulnerable with multiple illnesses, many have young children, some with special needs, and the current arrangement for them is not suitable. We sent that email yesterday morning at 20 minutes past eight. Um, So far, um, I know it's been read because it's been acknowledged that it's been read, but no response from City Council. We asked for it to be expedited up to the CEO to see if she would chat with me to outline the plans for these people going forward. No response um, as of uh, 10 minutes to 10 uh, on Wednesday morning. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. To, uh, pick up the phone, text 868 That's what Stephen did. Stephen, good morning. Morning, me. OK, you're calling um, in an accident, are you? Go ahead.
8: Yeah, just on the phone about Darrowside, Middleton. Um, there was a car going straight on, heading the yard direction, and there was a Mercedes turning right, so the Mercedes would have been in the right, in my opinion, but uh, so the person driving forward, uh, they coming from Cork, decided to train naked, but hit the, hit the front of the Mercedes and went right over the roundabout, through the grass, and uh, there's a lady passing your on the grass forage on the far side. You know, so oh, my the- God, that the-
1: sounds very serious.
8: Yeah, a lot of damage done even to the merc, you know, and they're fairly sturdy wagon Did the merc end up
1: on top of the no. roundabout?
8: No no, the Merc is uh, he's in situ where he was hit, but it was all the front of the taken off, you know.
1: Yeah, where the other car end up?
8: Uh, on the other side of the roundabout. It well, went right, right over it and out the other side, like. Oh my
1: god. I, I'm assuming emergency services are there or going.
8: well oh, they're on the way, yeah, it just happened. Only a few minutes, but I only can't Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speed? speed. Oh, speed again, yeah. And I keep taking chances, thinking they can make it. Thanks for the sake of a few seconds, you know. Oh, my God. Speed. That's
1: the consequences of it. I know what you're saying. Absolutely. Uh, I hope that she's okay. I hope that she's okay. Yeah. yeah. What she's is it side, with yeah. driving these days? I don't get it. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. That's down at, uh, that would be the Lakeview roundabout, which will take you off down to you and Waterford and what have you. Edward, Good morning. Let me get my phone line sorted. Thanks for holding. Um, just back to yesterday in the state of uh, where people live as a council tenant of Cork City Council. Go ahead. E- Edward, can you hear me? Hi, how are you? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
7: Hi, how oh, are you? All good. Listen, um, I'm I sending the pictures there to, to yourselves. It's, it's beyond disgusting.
1: This is, this is raw sewage and toilet roll and faeces. Where's all this from?
7: This is up in Hollyville, in Holly um, I suppose. Look, it's, as I said, it's, it's, it's a rented accommodation. It's, it's actually my partner's. My partner's, my partner's renting rent there. I know she's a bit nervous. Come on the radio. Right? All right. But, um, Come on. No, look. All the I suppose the, the houses on the raw are c- council houses. There's elderly in there, uh, and they're saying that this has gone on 40 years. Um Though the last uh, last week, Drains came up with with the foreman of Cork, council, Cork City Council. Um... And basically, what, they, what they've been doing for, for years is sending off car trains, right, every couple of weeks. So, car trains have come up, they don't block the whole thing. Then, I'd say, anywhere between two days to two weeks later, it's completely backed up again. Um, there was a lady a few doors down, got um, a CCTV inspection done, and basically, the pipe uh, two doors down to the right from our house is after collapsing to a degree, so it has... I think it's about 30% of the capacity to pass through the sewage. as it So the rest, it, of it, a the
1: rest of it then, 70% of it comes up the drains?
7: Exactly, right? And so did a private
1: individual get those cameras sent down, yeah?
7: She she had to pay for it privately, even though she's gotten onto the council numerous times, she paid for it privately. Um, Cartrain told me that, basically, they were quoted the, uh, three grand to correct it. So to, to ring Cartrain to come out in a call-out is 200 euros and if you can imagine, you, you do the match, this is going on 40 years, and they're sending up car drains or the equivalent to them for that period of time just to unblock the drains.
1: Yeah, that's insane. Uh, that's then, insane. So, that's it's, sh- it's madness. shock it's, and value for money there straight away.
7: Three grand is what it is to fix this. Three grand, and it's 200 doors to call out the car drains. You couldn't make so, it up. But what, it,
1: what's it like living with that? It must stink.
7: Like, like to be fair, like there, she has. My, my partner has two kids inside the house as well with her, okay? There's uh, an 11 and a 12-year-old. And, like, in the winter, obviously, the kids aren't out in the boat. So you're not really out the back, really, at all, because it's just kind of gravel at the end of the garden. But I suppose, imagine in the, in the summer, you can't open a window on
1: the back of the house yeah, because of the heat. Yeah, yeah.
7: But and do they have is, to physically
1: walk through all of that, Pooh?
7: Like, when car trains come up, that's what they have to do. Yeah, you have to do it now. In all fairness to the landlord, he's been absolutely outstanding as well. It couldn't fault the man. He's come up after his own work, after his own job put on boots and, and tried to put rods down to themselves. But the last time he came up, it's just, it's just, there was just nothing at all happening. He was like, he, like, we have to ring the fire brigade. Like, so what we were, we were told to do was ring the fire brigade out of Owers, Um And basically then they'll they log it, but it could take a week, if not longer, for them to come up. And while this is going on, every time somebody on the street flushes the toilet, every time you use the shower, it just comes up more and more and more. And it, it, like the pictures that I sent in, it's been worse than that. Oh,
1: it's uh, it's, you know it's I mean? disgusting to have to live with it, but it's also a very serious health hazard. And yet they of just
8: course, constantly course, do
1: call the, emergency call outs when what's needed yep, is repair.
8: It, that,
7: that's all it is. And there was, there was a uproar a, a couple of weeks ago because the council were trying to relay that from a certain point onwards that the, the, the tenants of the call outs were going to start being charged for it. You know, we, Nick Nugent was contacted, he touched base with the council and they weren't on to turn on that. Um, we, we, uh, we're, we're trying to charge the tenants the price of the call out when it's actually their initial fitting installation of those pipes was the issue, the cement, the collapsed concrete inside the pipe two doors down to the right from us. That poor woman came out to the foreman and was looking for answers and he's the foreman for the council, I won't say any names, but yeah. he gave me an email address for his boss and his boss's boss and I I went up to the lady then because her heart was broken from these are elderly people, like, and she was actually in tears at the door because when they flushed it out of her back and they sent it down her back, her whole back got completely flooded
1: with, with sewage. Could you imagine uh, living with sewage. that? And are you saying that's been going on for 40 years? Surely not.
7: She, she, she screamed out the door at, at the man, like, the poor woman was having a meltdown, and she's normally a very quiet woman and screamed out the door, this is going on for 40 years. I've been rinked about this for 40 years. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. And again, yeah, I was told directly from the lads that were there that they, they were quoted for this. There has been several CCTV inspections sent in Cork County Council, or Cork City Council. They were told it's three grand to correct this and it's €200 a call-out to Cork train. OK, so and if we
1: bang off an email, I can't promise anything, they're great sometimes yeah. at ignoring, but if we bang off an email saying this is going on 40 years, you're paying €200 a call-out, it will cost yes. three grand to fix it, why don't you fix it? Um well, you'll
7: probably get an answer because you're on the radio, need. That, that, w- that more... would be
1: an accurate portrayal of it, would it? 150%.
7: All right, well, let's That's see exactly what... what's going on. All right. and now, okay. they, were up, they were up two weeks ago, they unblocked it on a Friday evening, they swept everything off, to the lads. They're sick to that. And like, they, uh, he literally got out of the van. He said, I'm sick of calling up there. Like, he got out of the van. He sorted everything, swept everything down the drain. You know, cleaned the place up as best he could. And that was Friday evening. And the back was like the way the picture I sent you again by Sunday.
2: Yeah,
1: so what is the point? It's a, it's a wasted exercise doing what it's they the do.
7: It's a waste money. It's money. But they're it's, wasting it's, it's
1: public quick. money.
7: Yeah. This is Cork City and County Council. It's quick fixes for permanent problems. They put in the plaster over an axle.
1: That's
7: that's what they do.
1: All right, let's see what they have to say. Thanks for that. Uh, Awful the way people have to live. You're talking about the Holly Valerian, Holly Hill, aren't you? Cheers Edward, take care, we'll see what they say text 0868 104 106 uh, lots on that and lots more besides after tech.
0: I'm Lana O'Connor, Red FM News is first for local, national and international news and you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie
2: This is the Neil Prenderville Show, text and WhatsApp 086 8104
1: 106, Gork's Red FM. Just an update on the continuing scandals within uh, RTE I was telling you this morning about the letter that D4 Forbes wrote to Ryan Tuberty promising that he would have no pay cuts and that his salary would be protected for five years. We know of uh, the renting of Croke Park for the rehearsals of Toy Show, the musical Flop, amongst other things. We also know of the business class flights for uh, Patrick Kielty. It's now been announced in the last half hour or so that Ryan Tuberty and his agent Noel Kelly have now offered to meet the two committees investigating the RTE pay scandal. That would mean that both uh, Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly would go before the media Committee, which is the one happening today and also the public accounts committee of which say the likes of uh, colin burke and james o'connor are members of so they have said that they will meet both committees uh, so that's the latest update there now the neil prenderville show red fm of that story making the sun today talking about summer they are matching crisps and things like crisps to different wines and beers you know how you can pair food with wine You can pair cheese with wine, even dessert wines. Apparently, you can also pair wine with the likes of rancheros. I love a packet of rancheros. Do they still make them rancheros? gorgeous rancheros go with Cote de rhone red wine hula hoops the original one goes very well with hop house lager apparently although i'm a barbecue fan of the hula hoops my own self but apparently the original go with hop house 13 mccoy's flame grilled steak crisps go with malbec red wine by all accounts um are they still making quavers you still get a packet of quavers Remember them in the nineteen seventies. They go very well with Qua- with Chardonnay, apparently. But I know you're all roaring at the radio, what does Tato, Cheese and Onion go well with? Guinness, apparently. Now that could be a can of Guinness, or indeed do this do they still make the pub size packs of tato? You remember years ago you get the pub size ones in the pub. They were twice as big. Twice as much crisps in them than the regular packs. Monster Munch goes with Bulmers, apparently. Apparently, the pickled onion flavour of the Monster Munch goes very well with cider. Skips go with Beaujolais. (laughs) Sour cream and onion Pringles go very well with Sauvignon Blanc. So now you know. If you're having a bottle of wine or a glass of wine or a can of Bulmers, whatever the case may be, uh, in the back garden or indeed in the local uh, they're the different um, have I forgotten any of them flaming hot Doritos oh yeah there would be a fair old heavy hit off them fellas they go well with Jack Daniels and Coke apparently <laughs> first one is always fine isn't it it's like the first bottle when you go further than that you get into trouble anyway text 0868104106 I mention that actually because we have Prosecco as part of our afternoon tea giveaway every day this week at Sally's Tea Room at the four star Caragaline Court Hotel so it's a table for four for afternoon tea every day and on Friday's programme you will get the entire tea room for yourself and all of your mates, 22 of you and if you win it on Friday you'll get overnight bed and breakfast for two people including dinner and the afternoon tea at the Caragaline Car- court hotel so we want to know what famous people three famous people dead or alive that you would invite to your afternoons tea afternoon tea uh, bob marley putin and Mihal martin says somebody i'd like to have tea with roy Keane uh, next to george best and tina turner another one prince harry prince william and king charles i get the real scar instead of the tabloid versions I'm not sure you'd get Harry, William and Charles in the same room these days, would you? Madonna, Phil Collins and Whitney Houston. I'd have them play music to keep the afternoon tea party going. What a nice treat it would be to win. I'd bring 22 members of my family and all my nieces and nephews. Ru- Who would I bring to afternoon tea? I love this. Ryan Toberty, D. Forbes and Noel Kelly. <laughs> it's a great text. They're very famous now, Neil. I'd imagine the conversation would be very interesting. That is a good Um, afternoon tea invite list somebody else goes for Ryan Tuberty, D Forbes and Father Ted I'd ask them firstly what's the secret to keeping extra money in an account that nobody knows about and secondly what's the one big mistake they made when everybody actually got caught Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Schumacher and Chris Farley Um, if I could have afternoon tea with three people it would be my dad and my sister who are no longer with us I would also bring my mum so we could all be together for a good catch up So much has happened since they passed. Thank you for that. And just one or two more. Elvis Presley, Mother Teresa and Vicky Phelan. Uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan, because he starts singing the day with Matrimony. Eric Clapton would join in with his skills on the guitar. And Boney M for a bit of eye candy and dancing. Boney M for eye candy. Okay. That is not, I mean, who in Boney M's the eye candy? Uh, Jonathan from Cantor. And then finally, three people I would take for afternoon tea. Graham Norton and Mrs. Brown, because I'd say the crack would be 90. We all need a good laugh and we all know that laughter is the best medicine. Um, I would have a pain in my face from laughing. And then to wind down the afternoon, Sir David Attenborough. His soothing voice would be the icing on the cake to relax us. It would be better than any spa day says Laura in Cove so keep those texts coming who you would invite alive or dead uh, text 0868104106 talk
2: to Neil Prendeville now 0818104106
1: Cork's Red FM A KB says with regards to who he'd invite for afternoon tea uh, Larry, Mo and Curly as in the three stoogies but the Irish version of Larry, Moe and Curly, Leo, Hall, and Eamon. There is no difference between the two, he says. Uh, talking about idiocy, um, do you see that subway in America uh, that makes the news online this morning in Georgia? Apparently they had a sign up outside the subway um, business. You know the big signs they have on the side of the street? Our subs don't implode. Subway, and under it, our subs don 't implode. Uh, that was a big story in, the, in in America, apparently, even Fox News got involved in it, um, and apparently they got onto subway 's headquarters. Because these would be leases, you know, you get a franchise for it. Asking, are you going to take the franchise away from the subway in Savannah, Georgia for a sign like that? Apparently, Subway said, we've been in contact with the franchisee with regarding this matter and made it clear that this kind of comment has no place in our business. The sign has since been removed. Mind you, if you look in the online world with all of the jokes and the memes and the cartoons that are going around regarding the Titan implosion, Under the ocean, Um, you know, the online world is an awful lot to be desired, but the subway in Georgia certainly does. They removed the sign that said, our subs don't implode. Um, Back to the phone lines we go. um, this, This is just another example of the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing and nobody taking responsibility anymore. Phil is a landlord and is a landlord and is a landlord of a property that hasn't been rented since last August, apparently. Am I right in that regard, Phil, last August...
5: Last August, yeah, now, um, I did have family members living there at one stage, and then I had this tenant who was a post-grad student. Right. He was going to move in. And then suddenly the water cut out. And after, it took me a long time to find out what had happened. I even had to go to the guards. Um, I was so desperate. But it turned out it was a shared supply with the house next door who had turned off the water their tenant moved out and they didn't even put a note through my door to tell me they had turned off the water
1: why would you why would anybody turn the water out off they even?
5: had some kind of a leak okay. that's what I was told now okay. eventually when I did get to contact them yeah and they had to turn off the water
1: so when that got but turned off yours got turned off
5: mine got the, the stopcock is actually on their property right it's an old kind of setup. so that was uh,
1: so who turned it into, off
5: they turned it off who Yeah, did, who did though the landlord, okay. next door. Did
1: you not ask him to turn it back on again, no?
5: Well, that was the situation they were supposed to be, they were waiting to get the the supply in from um, the mains, a direct supply. So that's what they were doing. And their plumber, who was actually very nasty to me, so that's a whole other story. When I eventually got to contact somebody, they contacted that plumber and he put a temporary supply in, which... They did what they did was they drilled a hole through my kitchen wall and shoved a pipe through it.
1: A pipe. A pipe. The plumber for they the neighbours. They drilled neighbors. a
5: hole through my kitchen. That should never have happened.
1: Okay. And why was he nasty to you?
5: He was just a nasty person. He was nasty to the, to the woman that was living there, and he was nasty to me. Okay. And I was. People say, should I would not say, engage
1: nasty people. They shouldn't engage their services.
5: Well, uh, uh, the whole story, when I eventually got in touch with somebody who. Allegedly, he was from the council. I'm not too sure about all of this. He rang the plumber, and the plumber put in this temporary supply. And the man was like a complete changed character. when he Once he had the contact from... I feel it was intimidation, to yeah. be honest. But anyway, yeah. I got this temporary supply, which obviously is not... You can't have somebody living there. It's a pipe going through the kitchen wall.
1: Where does it end up, like a pipe exposed in the kitchen, is it?
5: Well, it, it's uh, it's um, connected then up to the cold water supply.
1: Okay, supply. okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have water. But
5: anyway, um, I tried contacting the city council when this started, and I got no, 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 no. Everything, uh, they wouldn't even talk to me. I was to go to Irish Water. So I, I approached Irish Water. I got a call service knew nothing. They couldn't even find me on the map. So then I go online, and... There's a pre-application thing, upload. But that is asking for plans, which I don't have because it's geared towards new bills or extensive renovations where you have plans.
1: Okay, okay.
5: So that didn't apply to me. So then I went on and I put a, a, on a messaging platform on Irish Water. I got a call back from a guy and I said, this is fantastic. You fa- seem to know what you're talking about. Can I ring you back? No. Can I email you? No. So then I'm desperate. I go to city councillors.
1: Because this is around Dylans Cross, is it?
5: This is around Dylans Cross. Oh, yeah. I go to city councillors and they're not bothered. Oh, it's a legacy issue. And I said, I know it's a leg- legacy issue, but what can you can you help me? So one guy put me in touch with this guy. I'm going, not going to name him now because I don't think that's fair. We will call him Mr X, who I was told had originally worked for water services in the council and had now been transferred over to Irish Water. OK? So he sounded like he was going to do the business. But that has gone on from, say, October, November of last year. Now, at one stage, I did come down with a bad flu and I, I just had to stop. Do you know? But that's like five months into it.
1: So is it? it's an Irish water issue, is it?
5: I don't know at this stage. I have no official communication with either Irish Water or the council. I have a contact with this Mr. X. X I was put in touch with, who I was told was now with Irish Water. But about six or seven months into it, he says to me, we're keeping Irish Water out of this. The council are going to do it.
1: But what needs to be done?
5: They need to put in the supply from the mains to the boundary wall. That's what the public side of it is. Then the plumber comes, my plumber comes along and brings the supply from the boundary wall into the house.
1: Because right now it's coming from the next door neighbour, is it? It is. Yeah, yeah. And you've been unable to rent the property since then?
5: Since then. But even like family members or whatever could live in it as well. Because, do you know what I mean? Even if I didn't have the tenant... Yeah. Now, that was a post-grad student. He thought he had accommodation for his post-grad. Yeah. And he had to, but anyway... So he did, the, the tenant reason reason had to I go when ye, there
1: was no water. Yeah, go ahead, finish up. Yeah. The
5: reason I rang you is that the last thing I've had from Mr. X, he told me all along that they would do their side of it first, the public side of it. And then the plumber would come along, my plumber would come along and do the private side of it. So then he turns around and he goes, "Oh no, my plumber uh, is to do the private side of it first, and then we come along and we do the public side of it." It's like, "Oh, I've been waiting for you to do this," but yeah, when he was coming all around, yeah. it was the other way around. Yeah, yeah. So I ring the plumber who actually knows this guy; they've worked together in the past. No problem. And I said, "I believe he rang you," and he said, "No, he never rang me." And I said, "Well, he's waiting for you to do." my side of it yeah, I, and I didn't yeah. know that yeah. I was waiting for him to do yeah, the public that, yeah. so he's he was on the same page as me yeah. but anyway the thing is I've had no official communication from either Irish Water or the City Council
1: Well, why didn't your neighbour just repair the leak and then turn the water back on
5: because he now has a direct supply into his own house
1: from where from the public supply so why didn't when they did that why didn't they do your house as well
5: because they it's because it didn't
1: <laughs> basically surely about, if they looked at if they looked at the situation they'd know think, that they, you would think they would say okay we fixed this problem here and he's got a oh, director oh but by the, the way the woman next door has no water because of this we need to do her as exactly,
5: well exactly exactly they know they know all about it they know that they said I, this mr X even told me oh we've done this for loads of people But you would think once uh, 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 but they don't seem to. Nothing seems to connect anywhere. There seems to be no. It seems to be very random. Very very random. It's very frustrating,
1: it isn't it, when you can't get answers or get somebody to explain what's going on or who's responsible or who's going to put it right?
5: To say it's frustrating is is mild. I yeah. I, I don't know how you would. Um, what I find, look, I'm going to be asked for. Property tax on that property, I presume next year, for property that hasn't been really uh, able to be lived in.
1: Yeah, yeah, but.
5: And they're sitting on their hands. This could have been done. I am told it's not a big job. Now, I think the guy next door maybe got somebody uh, independent who. uh,
1: yeah, but they you can't are. get it you can't know. get somebody independent to be tampering but with the water on the main is, road.
5: They, yeah. ha- they I thought they I was told they would have to apply for a license to dig up the road, the footpath. And that would take months and months and
1: months. So what are you going to do next?
5: Try and get as much publicity as I can. Yeah. That's for yeah. all I can do. I'm absolutely now at my wits' end at this stage. Nothing I do I have no communication.
1: Irish, rep have a, Irish water have a bad reputation, don't they? Unfortunately.
5: But you see, there's all this going on. I think there's some okay. issue now that people don't want to be sent over to Irish water from the council. I think there's all this issue going on. And I, I, I contacted a councillor and it regaled me with all these things. Oh, Irish water flushed something down the pipes and caused all kinds of mayhem. But like, there was nothing about Okay. Actually getting me a connection.
1: Okay. Uh, can we help you with anything in that regard?
5: Well, maybe if you get, if you approach Irish water, if you can, I don't no. know okay. how you're going to do that. Okay, that's uh, easy or to approach do. Some. Okay. I actually emailed, I think it was the deputy head of the city council, after a couple of months, to say I had no watch, but I got no
1: reply. Yeah, well, that wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me, unfortunately, you know. But,
5: like, I'm getting no, no surprise
1: Yeah, radio no silence, yeah. Radio silence. Oh, I know, I know. All too often people experience that. OK, well, listen, I'm, I'm going to have to move on at this point, but we're oh, happy... I we're, understand.
5: We're, listen, thanks for ha- We're happy...
1: We're not at all. We're happy to put in a call on your behalf, you know, that Ten. sometimes can help and maybe rectify it. We'll have to wait and see. Regarding Noonan's Road, though, apologise for saying that people should wipe down the mould I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize it was as dangerous as it was. No, you're grand. That was an okay text. But I'm, the point I'm making is, you know, wiping away, or using all sorts of sprays on mold or spores or something like that is a pointless exercise. They come, It comes back. Although somebody says you can get rid of mold, get a spray bottle and mix some vinegar and water, spray it on and get damp rags. Does a perfect job. And the key to dampen mold is to open the windows. Yeah, I know. But I mean, if it's badly built, right, if these are badly built properties where the insulation is poor... Are non-existent. These are only temporary solutions. I find the Noonan's Rose residence housing situation appalling. In Mahan, there is modular housing, fully fitted, landscaped and ready to walk into. It was free. To Ukrainian refugees, people from 3,000 miles away, not in the EU. We are the best boys in the class yet again. Irish citizens are neglected, especially the residents in the old part of Cork City, like you've been talking to. You were instrumental in the care of the gentleman who lived in an abattoir in Blackpool. His house wasn't kitted out like the modular homes, though, was it, when he got it in Madden's buildings? The caring citizens of our great city, um, August Tussa, looked after him instead. So well done to everybody who came behind and got behind John, this unfortunate man who got a home in Madden's buildings. This is some example of the minds of a government who are only besotted in looking good in Europe. Will bu- says Chris. It's powerful what you guys did in Newlands Road. I have contacted Cork City Council and have told them to come up here at 3.45pm. The vans are parked here Monday to Thursday and the staff are gone home from 2 to 245 on Friday. This is council staff. I pass their base at 9 each morning. Nothing is moving. I would say that it is approximately 23 hours per week per van and there are three vans. at 69 hours where three or four vans are just parked up within working hours. Why, oh why, don't people want to work? Another one here, why are they building and furnishing houses for the foreigners for free and these people in Noonan's Road pay rent to live in horrible conditions? This is an absolute... A disgrace. Text 0868104106 on that and we'll come back to it. There's a huge response actually to um, RT. Uh, sorry my apologies RT as Cork City Council as, as slum landlords but I want to go back to the phone lines to something that we touched on yesterday and this of course I mentioned actually the length of a Taylor Swift gig. Apparently she does a two two and a half hour set so she gives great value for money but Emer good morning um, let me get my phone line sorted here. Emer did you, did you book a hotel for the Taylor Swift gig?
9: Yeah, I had a hotel booked for the Friday night and the Saturday night.
1: Were you lucky enough to get a ticket for the gig?
9: No, they haven't even went on sale. That's the best joke. I did say that to them on the phone. Like, we had free cancellation bookings. So, more than likely, most of the people that have booked on free cancellation will have have cancelled it because they'll not get tickets.
1: Okay, okay. But you booked the Radisson on the basis that you would get a ticket or two tickets for the gig.
9: Yeah, it was just in the hope that we would possibly get it and see if we would, in the future, end up getting tickets because okay. they could go reselling and someone okay. like that.
1: What happened? What kind of price? What happened next?
9: So, well, the only reason I booked it, I just went on for the pure nosiness to see how much the hotels would be and it was €225, Euro, so reasonable for Dublin these
1: days. Yeah, OK. 225,
9: um, yeah. So I just thought, so I'll, I'll book it, see what happens. I'll try for the Saturday night. There was room available, see what happens and see if I can get tickets. And if I don't want to go, free cancellation. I'm not running
1: any risk. Yeah, and that was all very well until what happened?
9: Yeah, so I booked at the 20th, so like five minutes after the tour was announced. And on Sunday, I went on booking.com and had a notification just on the app. No emails, no communication, nothing. Just a customer service message saying, this hotel is overbooked, and we can offer you alternative accommodation in DCU.
1: DCU, um, what's I, that? What's DCU?
9: So I think is it like Dublin City University accommodation, so the equivalent of halls as far as I can see. Oh yeah, on campus would be student
1: accommodation. Yeah. yeah,
9: okay. Yeah, like I put into Google Maps then because I'm not that familiar with Dublin, and it was like a half an hour away from where I needed to be. Right. So I immediately just shot that down. They then offered me a hotel in Swords, which is obviously further away again. They then offered me a room in a hostel, which I've shot it down. And now, my latest offer for the Friday night is 25 euro plus what I already paid. So, a room for 250 and they'll refund me the
2: 25 euro.
9: But, like, where am I getting in Dublin at that price? There's now like 10 hotels left that have availability and they're like 700 euro.
1: And what are the Radisson now charging for if I was to go on so it to get a hotel room for the 20th of June? No, no, sorry. What is the date of the gig?
9: Yeah, uh, I think it's like the
1: 28th of June. It's the 28th and, and 29th, 29th of June. Yeah. What would I pay? Yeah. So they're
9: not taking any because they're already fully booked. Apparently, is what they're telling
1: you. Yeah. They said in a statement to us, they said on the 20th of June, our hotel bedroom booking system experienced an operational system error, which resulted in a significant overbooking of bedrooms for the 28th and 29th of June. Management, together with our booking system. Provider are urgently investigating the reasons why this may have occurred. Meantime, and pending the result of our ongoing investigations, we express deep regret at this occurrence and apologise for inconvenience caused. The third-party booking platform provider has confirmed their customer service team will handle all booking cancellations regarding this overbooking incident in a prompt manner. What is what is that saying? I mean, so they, so they didn't cancel everything to get more money, no?
9: No, apparently they're fully booked and these rooms are not going to be going up at all.
1: But um, those that manage so, to book them, if they're successful, will pay two two five?
9: Oh no, so I asked that, like if there's going to be cancellations, am I going to be able to get it? The price that I booked and he said these rooms will not be going on sale again. We were already booked before the tour was
1: announced. Have you um, seen have you seen price scalping though or gouging from hotels?
9: Yeah, like from all of them, there's nothing left. Like I watched the prices the day it was announced, and they were extortionate. So that's the only reason I booked at two two five. I thought this is a stable. To be fair, I have got another free cancellation with Primer Inn, and it's three hundred euro, but it's still it's still not cheap. Night out.
1: No, no. Um, how will you? When will you know uh, whether or not you actually get a Taylor Swift ticket? <laughs>
9: You can't even like just go in and get them. There's a pre-sale that is so they're never actually going on general sale. There's a pre-sale code that's becoming available, and you might be lucky enough to get that today. Okay, so
1: I'm going to get I'm, okay. I'm going to get clear, clear here at uh, the, at my show to explain all that to me. But thanks for taking the call, Ema. Good luck, fingers crossed for you. All right. Thank you. Cheers. How does it work, Taylor Swift gigs?
0: So I've never experienced anything like this, but Taylor Swift and her concert tickets have just been in the news a lot. So like when she released tickets for her Ears tour in the US last year, Ticketmaster actually crashed with the amount of people trying to get onto the website. Now you needed a pre-sale code But people were just chancing their arm. You had people, probably touts and things like that, and bots, and the whole thing crashed. And and it actually ended up that Ticketmaster had to apologise to Sailor Swift and her fans at a US Senate hearing. Like it was.
1: Why can't you just go on and just buy tickets when they go on sale like everybody else in the gates? Like,
0: like, and I think the the, the idea. So, so what we had to do here um, in Ireland is that we had to pre register. Um, So, you had to pre register by, I think it was like the 23rd of June. the idea is that it will just bring out the genuine fans and that people who really want the tickets will kind of be let's say bothered to do this but I feel like it's after created like a bit of a hype and I kind of got caught up in the hype I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan I think she put on a great show but I was kind of like I'm going to register for tickets and look just see what happens and so I'm waiting now to get an email today and I'll get an email today telling me if I'm successful enough to just get access. But how to do they work out tickets? from
1: this from this procedure? Who's a genuine fan and who's not? It I makes it, no. It, it's pointless.
0: So people who bought one of her albums last year will have access to a pre pre sale, and they'll have a special code, and that will go on sale on the twelfth of July.
1: That's Dodge FM.
0: And if I, so you have to
1: buy an album.
0: No, yeah. So that was like a pre- special fan thing. And if I, as a regular person who just registered a couple of weeks ago, get access, I'll get a text tomorrow. Well, I'll get an email today to see if i Eligible. Otherwise I'll be put on a wait list. And if I'm eligible, I'll get a text tomorrow with a special code for tickets going on sale on July thirteen. Where are the gigs? <laughs> They're up in the Aviva and Okay, and
1: what's the capacity?
0: It's I think people are saying fifty five thousand for the two gigs, so like one hundred and ten thousand. And is
1: there a limit on the amount of tickets that you could buy?
0: I don't or apply know that for? yet. And the ticket prices are also not known yet. So it's very uncertain about what I'm gonna be getting myself okay, into. Hold
1: on there. Eva, good morning. Good morning. Taylor Swift, are you a Swifty? I am indeed. Okay, and uh, you also are waiting with beta breath. When will you? When, when will they be announced? Tomorrow?
0: Today we're going to get an email. Okay. Knowing
1: okay. If okay. we're successful. Have you got a hotel booked, Difa?
0: I don't at the
10: minute um, because the hotel I had booked cancelled on me. How it's did that
1: happen? Enough. So when you heard about the gig and you knew the date, what did you do?
10: Um, I I was the same boat as um, Emma. I booked it within like five minutes. Um, had a room booked for 252 euro I think and um, well it was two hundred euro and then it got cancelled on me like two days ago. Where? What, was I, it the Radisson rang,
1: again?
10: Yeah I rang them, yeah same hotel so I rang them and um, they were blaming booking.com so then I got onto booking.com they said that it was um, the hotel's fault so then I went back onto Radisson and they were like oh we actually didn't know what the reason was at the time that we told you it was booking.com so I was like okay Um and now, Funch Ireland are to me. I was onto the CCPC trying to figure out what my rights are. Just because it's a whole, like the fact that they're it's a year over a year in advance, and they're saying that they're already booked out. Um, no, what they they
1: said that they overbooked because of a glitch in Booking. Yeah, I don't believe
10: that. I don't believe that, and a lot of people online also don't believe that because it's happening to a lot of concerts. It's not just this hotel. It's this hotel this incident, but like it happens all the time. So it's Have we lost.
1: examples of hotel price gouging, clear I don't. Off the top of your head, I mean, we saw it in the newspapers over the past couple of weeks, doubled and yeah, trebled the price happens. when you compare mm-hmm. June this year or July this year with July next year on the dates of the concert, you see huge increases.
0: So we could definitely take a look at that because anytime we do do that, the evidence is really clear that it is happening and that there's like yeah. an extreme like, just rising the prices when, uh, when events like this are on.
1: Okay, so what do you do now, if if they've cancelled your legitimately booked room?
0: So, right now,
10: I'm probably going to actually go to, I've registered for tickets um, for Dublin and for Spain, so I'm going to concentrate on going to Spain. <laughs> it's just, um, I'm sick of the hotels in Dublin just hiking their prices up um, for more money. And it's it's the big guys that are getting this money it's not the people working in the hotels it's just ridiculous so, so you would I'm go to a Taylor Swift
1: gig <laughs> in Spain instead
10: yeah okay. I was i was meant to go to them in, uh, go to her in London just before Covid hit um, and then that got cancelled but yeah I'm willing to fly somewhere else
1: funnily enough I was contacted by a family member of mine who lives in Australia yesterday uh, they can't get tickets for the Taylor Swift gigs in Australia and she's wondering is it any easier here than with thinking of flying to Ireland for the Taylor Swift gig <laughs> You believe
10: if that? If they've somewhere to stay, then um, and if maybe they have family here already, so they you know two birds. So maybe that's why. But um, like she's going all over the world, so I'm sure there's, they'll get to see her somewhere.
1: Okay, okay. So you're a bit on hold. So in more ways than one, ticket and hotel.
10: Yeah, yeah. So the like um was saying and that. The tickets are hopefully we'll know today if we get access to that sale.
1: Now the Spencer Hotel a has a Spencer it. Hotel has a room for three hundred and forty five euro. The Grand the Grand Canal Hotel has a room for three hundred and sixty eight euro. Jury's Inn four hundred and seventy six euro. Um like the,
10: that's, that's insane for one night. It is, and then for a ticket price for um, a ticket price on top of that, and then for travel expenses like. They're saying a grand there for one night in Ireland.
1: Okay, okay, thank you. Let me talk to Sarah. Thanks, for Sarah, you booked two nights, is it, with the Radisson?
10: Yeah, so within a few minutes of the announcement on the 20th, yeah, I went straight online, and I had already kind of chatted with family members who were also going to look online at the same time to try and secure a hotel, because that was the most important thing. Because realistically, like, the tickets don't go on sale as soon as the announcement comes out, so the first thing I want to do is get accommodation, especially in Dublin.
1: And is it is it you can book it and also be allowed to cancel if you don't get a ticket? Yeah. Is that the understanding?
10: Exactly. Yeah. So that was what we did. Um, my sister-in-law did the same. Um, both of us booked the Radisson Blue Royal in Dublin, and for the two nights it was four fifty room only for the yeah. Friday and the Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and on Sunday, I got a message from the booking agent, and they had told me that the hotel. Um, literally, I didn't even get an excuse. I got the hotel have have advised us that they can no longer accommodate you. So that indicates that it's the hotel problem. So I rang the hotel directly, and I spoke to someone there, and he said, "No, it's a, a glitch with the booking agent. Nothing to do with us. Sorry." Actually, I don't even think he said sorry. And um, so I rang the booking agent then and I spoke to their rep and I advised him, look, I've gotten this message from me. And he said, yeah, the hotel reached out and said that they couldn't accommodate the booking. And I said, OK, well, the hotel are blaming me and a glitch in your system.
1: And what did they say?
10: That, and he said, under no circumstances, was there any glitch in their system? That because the, the reservations
1: manager said that they overbooked by 800 people.
10: The, the reservations manager seemed to be telling multiple people different things But Booking. But Booking.com
1: said this is nonsense.
10: The, yeah, Booking.com said that is absolutely not the case and the hotel reached out to us to cancel booking. And what do you and think is was,
1: motivating the Radisson to do this? Do do, do they think they'd I, get away with kind of sometime in the future re-advertising those hotel rooms at vastly inflated prices or what? I
10: suppose there's a chance that they'll do that. Now I know for a fact that I will be watching their rates in their rooms like crazy. If, if if rooms go back up and rates go up, I'll be reporting them again to the fall to Ireland.
1: Okay, i I got some like other I prices as well here. I see the Conrad is €818 Euro on the night. Trinity Townhouse Hotel, €718 Euro on the night. The marker Most in of Dublin... Are non-refundable. Oh, you pay, yeah. You, you, yeah, you, I've
10: looked at them. I looked yeah. at the Grand Canal Hotel. I looked at stories Inn. Um, They're all prepay and non refundable or prepay and with free cancellation.
1: The Marker Hotel in Dublin is. Oh, no, it's gone. The Marker Hotel in Dublin is 593 on the night. And then if you want to go really posh, I see the Westbury is coming in at €1,197, euro, although it's a twin room, apparently. Yeah.
10: No, like i I'm kind of one of the lucky ones, I suppose, that knows that I'll have access. <laughs> Thankfully, um, I was involved in the fan um, pre-sale, so I'll, I will have um, a link from Taylor Swift's fan club, which is good. Um, but like everyone else today I'm also waiting to see if there's even a chance with
1: Ticketmaster oh tonight. so you're guaranteed, um, like, there's no there, guaranteed. So she as a fan club member yeah. of tell us if she's guaranteed
0: yeah so that and if you because bought the, the album, Midnight yeah. yeah and if you bought the Midnight's album last year I think that you got a special like pre pre-sale code so so they will get access to tickets on the 12th of July and people like myself who would the hopefully, great unwashed thereafter. <laughs> exactly the plebs and hopefully if we get access we'll get tickets on the 13th of July but, like, it's not again; it's not a guarantee that I'm going to get tickets. It's
1: I, just to get yeah. Can I ask you, Sarah, what's the attraction that this is causing such a kerfuffle? I mean, what's the big deal I about know. Taylor Swift?
10: Um, we went to her the last time she was up in Dublin um, for the Reputation Tour. And, like, as much as I love her music, um, at the time when her tour was announced for Dublin for the Reputation Tour, I looked at the prices of the tickets and I said to my partner, I said, there's not a hope in hell we're buying those tickets. You know, if she cares about her friends, she's not charging that amount of money. And I said, we weren't going. I think at the time, like the high, almost nosebleed seats were nearly 130 euros a seat at the time. And I said, not a hope. Um, So we didn't actually buy tickets for that tour at that time. Um, And closer to the time, funnily enough, I ended up with eight seats um, for uh, two different nights. That I won from MCD, um, so yeah, I because they couldn't fill the stadium. They started giving away like right now. I don't know that, but that giving
0: well, That apparently yeah. they were just throwing tickets away for those gigs at that time.
1: Really? Yeah. How long ago was that? Gig? I ended up with eighteen. I think. Like yeah. Okay, which is a different phenomenon now. Oh,
0: unbelievable! Yeah, yeah, yeah The demand is
10: huge. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. 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 So you're one of the ones that are guaranteed prices. T- uh, the Reputation tour tickets. The prices range. Um, to 144 euro, depending on the seats. Um, Is that the 2018 gigs? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. No, Um, I'm
10: still not guaranteed tickets, though. I I have. uh, But how much is the ticket now? I have access for the sale, the the fan sale. How much is the ticket now? I don't know. Like from the Australian leg of the tour, there's been an awful lot of people doing, you know, the immediate conversions from the Australian prices. But nobody knows if that's actually going to convert the same way. Like you could be looking at stage side seats for two thirty if we were looking at, you know, the immediate conversion. Yeah, but
0: like nobody knows. It's really unknown, especially for the Irish one. And like okay. what happens with the US Ticketmaster, and I think it's happening with the UK Ticketmaster now, but not with the Irish one. Is that they work off dynamic pricing? So there's a kind of a supply and demand sort of in operation there. So the more demand there is for tickets, or the more people, what's that this are tour called? The Eras Tour. Okay.
1: The back in March when the Eras Tour kicked off, ticket prices started at two hundred and eighty nine dollars and went up to one thousand seven hundred and seventy eight dollars. So I
0: mean, a lot of that would have to do with the the dynamic pricing that they have in U.S. You want to sit down with you want to have a sit down with, you you sit down with Taylor
1: Swift for that.
0: Well, you see, apparently they're saying that that's to do with Live Nation and Ticketmaster. Who Like Live Bash Nation it, won't you. Ticketmaster. Blame, everyb-
1: blame everybody else. <laughs> Watch this space. Anyway, thanks, Sarah. Fair play to you. Good luck with it. Um, what, what is the deal then with the length of the gigs? I was talking earlier on this morning while mm. McCartney's blaming uh, Bruce Springsteen because his gigs are four hours long. I kind of get that, um, yeah. having have to sit through one. Um, not a huge Springsteen fan. Sure. I find his music quite depressing. Everybody well. is either unemployed or the wife has left or... Um, they're dying, or they, you know, <laughs> had to had to leave town, or they work in a mill, or
0: no, di- I went, I did go to see Bruce Springsteen in May. Never happy, and um, it was a fantastic concert. I'd never seen him before. It was over three hours. I'd say it was three twenty. Um, but again you know with prices like it's just
1: three hours of stress. telling people how tough life is
0: and <laughs> working at the mill the the stress of going to these concerts like i can see why it would turn people off you McCart- know McCartney the stress of trying to get the the hotel and the price of the tickets and it
1: gives value for money though, the exactly. boss Exactly,
0: that's just it. Like they were 130 euro for standing tickets for Bruce that, that we paid for. So Bruce Springsteen does a of gig of that.
1: that's nearly four hours long. Um, Taylor Swift does a gig that's about two and a half hours long. Three hours, 15 minutes actually because yeah, she does a set of 40 songs. Yeah. And Paul McCartney is saying back in the day, the Beatles did 30 <laughs> minutes. And people were delighted and with weren't it, weren't
0: they, Happy Neil? <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So those tickets then tomorrow is it or later? Well, I today? will
0: know today. I'm keeping an eye on my phone. I still haven't gotten an email, so I'll keep you updated if I get an email letting me know if I am successful in getting the opportunity to possibly buy tickets. Uh, Are you a next fan though? Thursday. I would like to go and see her, and I would be going with a friend who has family in Dublin, so I don't have accommodation to worry about, which I think is a big element of things at the moment. You okay. Know, the hotel's okay. That, there so. isn't
1: a, there isn't a chance that you're taking tickets away from. Die hard fans, is it? No,
0: well, no, no,
1: (laughs) no. (laughs) We'll see how you get on later on today. Thanks, Claire. Text 0868 104 106.
2: Call the Neil Prenderville Show now 0818 104 106.
1: Red FM on the television license. Last year I was in court because of not being in a position to pay my TV license. The amount of persons that were in the court on the day was unbelievable. I'm a mum to five children. Uh, who work, work every day and the stress of being in court that day was absolutely unreal we are just being rolled over time and time again people have more power than they realise uh, in numbers and voices and people need to uh, speak out yeah we do a lot of that in fairness and sometimes it does make a difference i hope it does in the case of noonan's road um, Williams back on to me actually he's the activist who's been working on behalf of the residents down there and he says thanks for highlighting the story and for of spending so much time with the residents at noonan's road dave cremin and the management of the gallows bar on bandon road have offered to open their premises to support the residents of noonan's road for free tea and coffee morning on saturday From half eleven in the morning till one o'clock. We've been advised that we formally set up our residence group on that morning. That will enable us then as a group to engage with Cork City Council regarding developments and decisions um, which are all too many to even start mentioning now. On behalf of the residents, I would like to invite um, everyone and anyone and maybe your good selves to the event on Saturday morning. Uh, everyone is so grateful for your support. So that's good because, you know, come together and you are one big powerful unit then uh, and that could make a difference. So the Gallows Bar and the Bandon Road, half past 11 to 1 o'clock, all of the residents are told uh, to pop along uh, because if everybody uh, bands together, of course, um, you just get an awful lot more success and power as a group as opposed to different individuals going um, individually. Um, text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. just back to um, the tragedy um, on uh, the Mitchellstown exit there at the weekend, led to the loss of life of a very young Cork boy. Um, uh, I'll say no more about that. I, I, I know that there are other aspects to that story that will be investigated. Um, but just on the topic of that general area, Liam, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, are you, do you live in and around that Mitchellstown exit area? Are you in from Moy or uh, wh- where are you? I, I'd be uh, equidistant, about 15 minutes from both towns. Okay. Now, in the case of this, tragedy that led to the loss and the death of a teenager. They drove the wrong way into oncoming traffic, but what point did you want to make?
11: Well, I felt for a long time that as you and I know, we grew up with the two-way system where we were told by the the driving instructor, watch out for oncoming traffic. And then when the motorways arrived, we thought well, at least now we are safe. You go one way, everyone goes one way, but unfortunately in the last couple of years, we've seen more and more tragedies of people for whatever reason, driving in the wrong way into the motorway. And this causes incredible havoc because if you just imagine, you're going along your way, so the slow lane is left, fast is right, but for the person accidentally or otherwise coming in wrong, it's opposite. And you have no idea which way they will... That
1: way. driver is driving against the fast lane traffic, into the fast lane traffic.
11: That's right. He have thinks th- he's on the slow one.
1: Yeah, Yeah. A- A- but going, yeah, but going the wrong way. Absolutely. So, so my, my Have you solution, seen, I mean, is, is that a common occurrence?
11: Uh, well, well, there was one a couple of weeks ago. An elderly couple got in on the Red Carmack exit and the constant flashing lights didn't stop them. Sometimes people are kind of ashamed. They want to get out of this as quickly as they can. But safely, they made it to Watergrass Hill. But it's not always the way.
1: Um, I, there are a couple of, i just been thinking so about, they, there are a couple of... So they just are, kept, they kept driving, even though traffic was coming against them. They, yes, they, yes,
11: because um, they, it's, I suppose, they just want to get out of it and they don't really know what to do. Pull
1: in, know. pull in and yeah. stop the car.
11: Yes, yes. You see, pull in, but they, you're pulling in and you want to pull in well, though, because the guy coming against you may not be... Um, you know, of the same mind as you and...
1: Um, have you, have you but, a, ever had anyone driving against you and going the wrong way on a motorway?
11: No, no, but apparently it's it's absolutely frightening. I have. Because, really, you've only a couple of seconds to, to react.
1: You're absolutely spot on there. There's a period of time, maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 seconds, that you think, this is not happening. And you also then think, I must be doing something wrong. This yep, was an yep. elderly woman in a small little kind of starlet kind of a car. Um, yep. And it was, the, it was, the, it was the, the main road, the lane two-lane highway going to Shannon Airport. It was awful. like, And she had no... Everyone was flashing her. And she had yeah, no idea what was going on.
11: Just kept going. Kept going. So I, I have an idea, if I can put it forward... Um, I I can't understand why all they've done so far is put up these very fancy signs. If you are going this way, you're going wrong. But there are several groups out there, for example, drunk drivers, people with early Alzheimer's, uh, those who may be looking for an escape route, and even people accidentally wandering there. And there's nothing to stop them if they don't read the signs properly. So what would you and,
1: do? What would you do if they don't? They don't read the signs.
11: Well, I was suggesting that you put down um, collapsible metal spikes. Um, that will only be a problem if you go in the wrong way. They'll stay up, and when you're going the right way, they will lie flat as you go over them. And it's a little inconvenient, but I think if it'll save one life, is worth it. These would be based on spring-loaded. That as you go over them, right way, they just lie flat.
1: And if you go over them the wrong way, do they burst yes. your tires?
11: Oh, absolutely, and it's up, it's up to the authorities to make them as high as they want. But um, at the very least, it, it it will bring half the people to their senses that something is radically wrong here. Whereas at the moment, if you don't notice the sign or take no notice of it, and you see, the problem is once they're in, they panic. And their, their main aim is to get off as quick as they can, but... There's no simple way of
1: doing that. There's a video posted there recently. I think it might be around about 12 months old, March of last year. And it was the Balancholic Bypass where um, there was a fella heading towards McCroom on the wrong side of the road, you know, on the the incoming side to Cork. He was driving and driving and driving. And um, somebody filmed him on the other side, on the other side of the road. He eventually just stopped his car, though, at least. Yeah. yeah. You know?
11: and if he has his senses at the time. But, you know, there are certain categories out there that don't really realize that they're after doing it. Okay. And they must be stopped. I mean, you know, when the mouth open, we thought we're safe now. We're all going the one way, but we are not safe. Yeah, okay. And, and we are not alert to the possibility of this happening, whereas we would on the regular road. Yeah. And I just want, to at least they could experiment with it, see what happens. I mean, it won't cost that much.
1: Totally. Well, you see the changes they made out on the Blarney, the road to Blarney with the tourists who all got killed uh, oh. th- around the Waterloo Junction because they came across into oncoming traffic for the slip yep. road to Blarney. They changed all of that fairly rapidly. They shut down that that exit and now you have to go further down towards Blackpool to actually get off and do the slip for, for Blarney. Um, that led to, a, that was because of that tragedy alone, I think. But sadly, it
11: will take a huge tragedy
1: before they do something. For example, a bus or something, you know,
11: you could have a big loss of life, and uh, then they'll be, they'll be in a mad rush to sort it
1: in. car going but the wrong way, crashes into a bus. I
11: think, I think the greed is the job, because have yeah. it on everyone. People will know it's there, and if they choose to take it on,
1: they should be aware of the consequences. Okay, my friend, thank you for that. Just um, thank you for that. Appreciate it, Liam. Um, I did get a text in there early in the week saying, you surely are aware of the amount of cars that are being robbed Uh, Yes, I was also asked the question, you are surely aware of the gangs that are engaging to rob cars? Yes. Um, You are surely aware as well that the preferred car is the Japanese import because of the lack of immobilizers? Yes. Uh, They were saying a lot of these gangs are well known to uh, Gardi. You wouldn't believe it, but they range in ages, those that are robbing cars in gang form, they range in ages between 13 and 13 and 17 or 18 years of age. The guards know them, they know their families. Um, They rob the cars, um, and then they post their videos on TikTok boasting about it, bold as brass, not even hiding their faces. Um, If you do read out this message on air, you will see more people call and text in about this happening to them. I can assure you of that. Uh, Don't keep my name out because I don't want to be the targets of any of these gangs, but it is, I suppose... um, I can also provide you with the names and the accounts on TikTok if you want to see the videos. I've, I've actually seen the videos, but it's an off. the point being from this text is it's an awful lot more prevalent than people might believe gangs, particularly young gangs, uh, robbing cars um, and, of course, unfortunately, all too often, it leads to tragedy.
8: Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive.
1: Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. OK, um, a lot of uh, text coming in from people who would invite uh, famous people to afternoon tea, alive or dead. So a table of four afternoon tea again today with Prosecco at Sally's Tea Room at the Four Star Cargilline Court Hotel. Uh, Freddie Mercury, John Bishop and Amy Winehouse. Hannibal Lecter and Eamon Ryan and Hope for the... (laughs) And hope for the best. Michael Collins, Hall Martin and Leo Veradker. That would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? I think Michael Collins would have a lot to say to Hall and Leo. George Michael, Christy Dignam and George Hook. All my favourite people, says Lisa in Yaw. Morning guys, I'd love to win this. The people I'd pick would be James Bond, Oprah Winfrey and Ozzy Osbourne, says Karen in Charleville. But why that dynamic? Why those three individuals? Nelson Mandela, Robin Williams and David Bowie says Leslie in Glenmire. Uh, as I'm a passionate Kerry woman, I would invite David Clifford, Shawnee O'Shea and Jack O'Connor, says Pauline. <laughs> I think as a passionate Kerry woman supporting Kerry GAA, you have a really good chance of winning afternoon tea in a Cork hotel, don't you? Um, on RTE, barter accounts have been around for years. Every Cork woman has uh, running away money. Yes, a little stash of money. I don't know whether it still exists, but I often spoke about that in the air in the past. The running away money that was kept aside from everything else. Um, are the politicians on the pack getting paid extra for this? Yeah, you get paid for being on committees. Yes, you do. We all know nothing will come of all of this investigation. People might resign or lose their jobs, but I bet you there won't be one single criminal conviction. It'll go on for years and probably cost the taxpayer more than RTE squandered in the first place. This is nothing but window dressing, says Anthony. Yeah, it reminds you of the flood tribunal... Uh, the Mahan Tribunal, the Moriarty Tribunal, and they're just off the top of my head. There's something red rotten at Montrose, and there can be little doubt about that now. We're looking at the tip of the iceberg from what I can see uh, with corruption and cover-up at RTE. These newly discovered barter accounts will undoubtedly have names attached to them. I wonder which of the high-profile people in RTE will be attached to, attached to these latest uncovered barter accounts, and whether these people will also report, it as, report as being sick Can't answer questions. RT is a sinking ship, as far as I'm concerned, and is expecting that the license fee invasion now will soar following the revelations. Um, within RTE. Um, yeah, more and more people have said that they won't pay. It's like a runaway train, really, isn't it? It's, uh, it's completely and utterly off the tracks and ungovernable at this stage. So keep those text coming, text 106 Can I just mention another story that we've been dealing with of late, although I haven't heard much with regards to the library uh, or protests outside and inside the library in the last couple of months, but we know that there were protests and at one stage the book this book is gay, was ripped up inside in the library itself. And then staff in the library, because I saw the video footage, were recorded by protesters who went in there. And of course, the staff are not happy with that in their place of work. So much so that there will be a protest on Friday outside the City Hall on Grand Parade by, I believe, the library staff themselves. Richie Carruthers uh, represents them as part of FORSA, uh, their, their union, and joins me by phone. Richie, good morning. Good morning. Am I reading this right? Uh, Friday um, morning, is it? Outside the library, staff will protest.
12: So what we've called for is a solidarity protest uh, outside the, the central library um, on Friday at 12.30. Essentially doing two things standing in support and solidarity of our own members uh, for the uh, the intimidation that they've been facing um, within their own workplace and secondly calling on the management of Cork City uh, to act in the interest to protect their own staff as they uh, carry out their duties as as council employees. Um, This has been ongoing and reoccurring. Your own show and your own station have covered this many times where we have situations where Uh, Far-right protesters are going into libraries unannounced, uh, causing severe disruption, uh, fear and intimidation of library users and staff, ripping up books, um, you know, saying very foul things to people and and video without their consent and uh, explicitly saying that they don't have their consent to, to filming them, mm. and then dumping it on social media. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's a social issue, but also it's a health and safety issue in someone's workplace.
1: Is it ongoing, though? I mean, I knew of it five or six weeks ago, but has it continued?
12: Yeah, I mean, it, it continued as, as, as late as last week. What, uh, so what, it's, it's, what so happened last
1: week? Is it a repeat <clears> of all of the above?
12: It's, it's a reoccurrence. So there is no pattern to it when it happens. It doesn't happen in a particular day. Uh, what we do know is that some of those people are not from Cork, Cork uh, at all; that they're from other parts of the country. Though there are some people from Cork who are involved in it, and they go in on, on an ongoing basis. And you know, they accuse the staff of being groomers and paedophiles.
1: Have they been? Have uh, they and, actually said that to them? You're a groomer. Yes. You're a paedophile.
12: Yes, they have said it, and uh, we know that it's not limited to Cork. Uh, it, there was problems in other parts of, of the of the country. Uh, they actually uh, protesters had a, a Garda escort. In, in, um, in Swords and Fingal County Council a number of months ago, but the, the epicenter of it and the ongoing issue is in Cork City. And what we have had is broad silence from uh, the management of Cork City uh, Council. We have platitudes from them that they want to act in the best interest of staff.
1: Uh, I did uh, get a statement some weeks back from Cork City Council. where you copied in on that statement? Said that they well, um, that they uh, would. I'll say this to you: they we, wouldn't we really tolerate this. Yeah,
12: but well, we wrote to Cork City Council management on the ninth of June. Uh, our, our official uh, from from Cork wrote to to the the chief executive, and that correspondence has still not been responded to. Uh, because what we asked for was an immediate risk assessment. Uh, because you can't have a situation where people are going in actively disrupting uh, public buildings and and you know service users and staff carrying out their duty. And I think be, it's really yeah. important to say this: that free speech, uh, hate speech, is not free speech. You cannot just say and do what you like without uh, any recourse or any, any, any but did, but,
1: the, but the book at the centre of this, wh- why not just take it off the shelves? I mean, you, you say that these people who are protesting are far right. Couldn't have you read the book? Yes, I have. You have read the book. Yes, I have, cover to cover. And
12: and, you, and, you, and your your view is that 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 should be removed from the library. No, yes. I'm,
1: I mean I I don't have any skin in the game here. I understand where yes. the staff are coming from. Don't get me wrong, but some people could say that those that are protesting feel that this is not suitable material for children. It's too explicit. It propagates promiscuity. Yeah, Surely they have a right think, to say that.
12: Yeah, well, they, they, people have rights to to have to have opinions, but come with rights is responsibilities. Do, do you think that it's appropriate that, to go into someone's workplace? No, I don't think it's and, appropriate and, and at video, all. And, and, I, and video them, and scream not. at them, and no. dump it on social media without consent. No, don't so, absolutely not. Okay, so, and I think, so that, I think, that, think that
1: and I think that staff also run the risk of being afraid going and coming from work. I understand that absolutely. Yeah.
12: So I, I think that. So look, you've been Incidentally, the have, you, have
1: you read the book?
12: I have read the book. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes. And, yeah. and
12: and and look, you know, I'm a parent as well, and and what the staff will tell you is that the, is that the book. Uh, they don't, you know, it does. You, you can't get it out. Like it's, 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 it's for young adults, okay? Mm. Uh, but, but the fact is this: that, that when we, we've had conversations with people about about books, it then becomes about other things as well. And at the heart of this debate is a sinister ploy, to it, which is transphobic. Okay, because the, these people, because we see on their social media po- posts, posts uh, some of the things that they say is homophobic yeah. and it's transphobic. And look, uh, yeah. what I what I would say in terms of the book, and I, I think the book is a bit of a, a smoke and gum in some okay. respects. Or, uh, but but like what the management shouldn't do, or, or society shouldn't do, is is retreat in some kind of reactionary pushback in terms of the pressure of LGBTQ plus rights and unilaterally. Removing books without due consideration, so like there should, should be review and oversight of that. But but I don't think that we should live in a society which is free, open, and democratic where books are unilaterally withdrawn because of because of pressure groups. Oh My no, I, I, that's that a that very
1: is. good response. Uh, but I think it's a question worth asking at the same time. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think sure. I think okay. I think you I think you lose an argument meaning you stick a phone in somebody's face and record them. Full stop. Incidentally.
12: And I think uh, like. You know, one of the things that that Ireland does really well is is library version, right? And I think libraries should be sanctuaries. Really, in my view, they should be cathedrals of safety, inclusivity. Mm. Like, they are community hubs for social integration. You know, they serve as cultural, educational and academic learning. You know, places for critical connection for all of our our citizens, our communities. And I think we should all be able to agree, regardless of your views, they should be places that are free from harassment, intimidation. It's
1: the workplace. Uh, it's the workplace at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, but is it not yeah. a criminal matter, though?
12: Well, you know, this is really interesting. And uh, I spoke to a, a journalist from court a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Drew Harris, the Garda Commissioner, was at some policing body. And he was asked probing questions by journalists who were present about the activity in libraries. And he said if they're criminal matters, then they will be dealt with criminally. But, but I've already said to you about the issue in Swords in, in Fingal County Council where they were given a Garda escort in because there was, there was uh, uh, different protesters outside the library. But I think that causing general disruptions is not good. And I think that that should, uh, either should be a, a, a response from the council to have people removed. And some of the same protesters of that ilk have also been protesting Easton and O'Connell Street in Dublin. And O'Connell, uh, the Easton's uh, management, they simply removed the individual. Like, there's no heavy handedness. They just put the individual out and say that you're not welcome in our store. And I think we should be saying to, place, to people that if you're not willing to abide by the rules and uh, 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 you know, be, be, be present in the library but not engage in disrupting activities, you're not wanting to to behave uh, normally in that, then you're not welcome in those public buildings. uh, I guarantee you, if you and I were to cause a nuisance of ourselves in most public buildings where there wasn't any of this ferrari or politicisation around it, I think that somebody would call the cops and we would probably be removed. Mm. And I don't understand why... Cork uh, management haven't done that, the, the council management, and I actually think it's getting to the stage where they should possibly consider injuncting these people to keep them out of the building because they're serial recidivist offenders.
1: Okay, an injunction against the offenders. Are the employment of security staff, are you saying, that Cork City Council should employ security staff to physically remove them?
12: I think that the, the management, one of the, one of the calls that we had, uh, so I don't want to talk to the question, but we asked for, for the local government sector to engage in a risk assessment, right? A health and right. safety risk assessment yes. of all public buildings and libraries that, uh, that threat is posed by such protesters. That's the first thing. We also asked for the management in the local government sector to engage with Angarda Garda to highlight this threat and agree emergency measures that might be put in place to protect staff, service users, uh, public buildings, books and property. Um, And I think that that if we had those things, then it would lend itself to particular outcomes. Uh, It does appear to me that that the Cork uh, City Council management have gone hiding here. I think we know it's it's a difficult issue, but the fact that they haven't responded to communications from us as the largest public sector union... Uh, in the state and we represent library workers exclusively across the country I think is telling in its own right and uh, you know we need them to step up to the plate to take their responsibilities uh, seriously. Mm. We have issued instructions to our own members that when these individuals come into libraries they should extract themselves from the counter and from the public floor uh, in order to protect themselves as a health and safety measure.
1: Okay, okay. Okay, so Friday morning, midday did you say outside? 12.30. Uh, 30, 12.30 Friday, yeah. are, you, are you asking the public to come and support?
12: Yeah, yeah you know what, I am because I think that, that you know we, we can agree what the basic tenets are in a democratic society where people can be heard and have different opinions. Uh, but I think we also okay. can agree that actually public libraries are really critical and important for society and they should be places free from t- intimidation. Both. And we're certainly getting a lot of support from people. And I don't mean, you know, spooks who are on Social media uh, with fake accounts, you know, claiming all you know really horrendous things. I'm talking about real, honest, God citizens who are concerned about this yes. uh, this this direction of travel. And I would encourage people to show their support at path twelve.
1: one final observation: What if the protesters arrive at twelve thirty on Friday?
12: Well, sure, look, like they can do that. So, you know, we we've told, we've we unlike them, we've told the guards that we intend to do this because you know we're not going to cause a nuisance. Our, our our point is to show solidarity with, uh, uh, with, 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 with our members. Uh, I think that what we are seeing is a, you know, you, you're probably aware of this, but the, but the pushback and the hate crimes for the LGBT community have rocketed in the last couple of years. Uh, and uh, in terms of hate crimes, at 15% of 448 hate crimes in 2021. Whereas a result of people's sexual orientation, okay. so I think that, that a lot of, at the heart of this is homophobia and transphobia. I'm going to pick and up on uh, that
1: in a moment, actually, with the drag king yes. artist who got badly beaten on Lee Side following a gig. I'll do that in, in a few minutes' time. Um, let, sure. Let's um, let's see what happens on on Friday. Perhaps we might uh, have some media presence there to observe midday, just after midday, twelve thirty Friday, 1230, yeah. lunchtime of <laughs> the Grand Parade. Richie, thank you so much for taking the thank call, please. Okay. Richie Carruthers with uh, Forza on behalf of library staff. he did mention homophobic attacks. Incidentally, I'm joined by phone by Shara Nolan. Shara, good morning.
4: Uh, hi there, how are you keeping? What happened? Um, well, I was waiting for my taxi home on Saturday night after finishing up um, a gig there the weekend before last. And you had a
1: couple of gigs in Fred Zeppelin's, I believe, wasn't it?
4: Yes, it's okay. Fred Zeppelin's I was performing in. Like I'm based in Galway City but I perform down in Cork a lot.
1: Okay.
4: Um and, like I perform all over the country and
1: Were you still to, in drag it, gear at the time after the gig?
4: I was, yes. All right. So, so tell me um, the story. What happened? Yeah, so we left we left Fred's at about midnight, went, you know, got some chips and we going to head home. Went to the taxi rank. Couldn't get a taxi. I don't know if anyone else who was listening who was out um the weekend as a 24th and 25th, it was a very busy weekend in Cork, and we, we, like many others, were struggling to get home, and obviously when you're still in your full drag, you are a little, you, you get a little bit more notice from people, um, but again, I thought I was just going straight home, um, so I didn't pay twice about leaving the gig. It's something I would often do. Um, it should be we your
1: with, God-given right to leave the well, gig. Well, that's
4: right. it. Okay. Um, and also, like, for... Like I said, Fred's is one of the few venues that we perform in that has dressing rooms and things like that as a space for us. For many gigs, we don't even have that as an option. Um so we were waiting at the taxi rank and we got a couple of comments um like of different kind of homophobic or kind of transphobic leading things, but initially it was just comments. But unfortunately one of the men who made a comment came back with a friend and his friend ended up punching me in the head. Um which was quite shocking. Uh, I've never had something like that happen before. Um, but as someone who also is a mobility aid user, I've different disabilities that affect my mobility. Um, I had my cane with me, uh, so I just
1: I Are you I serious? Myself. Oh my, I'm so sorry on behalf of Corkonians <laughs> yeah. for this.
4: Um, and like, I was down in Cork for Trans Pride again last weekend, so it hasn't affected my bra for Cork or anything. But it was... It was just a split second of, oh my God, this guy actually hit me. And I think because I went to defend myself, he was so shocked he left.
2: Well,
1: how did you. Um, did you. You tried to defend yourself with a cane?
4: Yeah. So um, I was defending myself with my cane, going, like, just imagining how this must look to anyone around me. I'll tell you how it looked. Um, to, it must have
1: looked horrific to people to see somebody with a disability defending themselves with a cane yeah. because they got hit in the head by some moron
4: yeah like it was it was an incredibly it was incredibly strange and it's strange to think that that split second reaction of me thinking hit back is probably what protected me from not getting more injured like I got checked over my doctor last week um, I have a lot of swelling around my head and around my jaw but no broken fractures no concussion no concussion thank you
1: and did, did good did your attacker just then walk off
4: he just—he got pulled away with a friend, um, just and just kind of wandered off. And myself and my friend were kind of just left on the street. Going, did that really just happen? And honestly, like we were in such shock initially. It ne- it nearly took us telling uh, this happening to other people that they were like, "No, I I I think you might have gotten kind of hate crime. You might have been targeted." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Like I'm still in process of like
1: of um, You, you, I'm in the process it, you of clearly were it. you yeah, but well, you clearly were targeted, of yeah. course, because of your dress and your appearance. It it started with verbal harassment, so it was name calling, was it?
4: Yes, it yeah. was just name calling and kinda of nasty yeah. comments just yeah. from afar, and then one one particular person decided to take it a further step. <sighs>
1: Yeah, we 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 hear too often of homophobic attacks, transphobic comments. Um, yeah, you know,
4: and like, it's it's it is like I I obviously I was listening on the line before, but it is it's a direct consequence of the normalization of like of targeting LGBT plus people. Like it starts with you know trying to control like what information is out there about us then those things then unfortunately start turning Ah, listen
1: it's fine to have an opinion on a matter you know if if, if it's an intelligent opinion there's nothing intelligent about name calling verbal abuse or attacking somebody physically. David Babington was on air with me some months ago. Do you know that fine gentleman? Um, yes, I know. A,
4: I heard about that. He got a recently.
1: bad beating too. And a lot of yeah. it had to do with, let me describe him as being one of the most stylish people I know. He's got a, he's got a very flamboyant dress style. And of course, that then became a magnet for yeah. these idiots as well. It, it, I'm glad that it hasn't affected your thoughts or your, your opinion of Cork though. You're telling me it hasn't. <laughs>
4: No, no, no. And, like, I'm I'm dating someone from Cork, so I'm up and down to Cork uh, pretty regularly. Um, so don't worry, I'm not blaming Cork.
1: <laughs> so sorry it happened, Char. You're always welcome back.
4: Uh, yeah, like, and, like, I'm still going to be... I think after it happened, like, I wanted to get myself back to Cork as quickly as possible and back in drag as quickly as possible. But are you so on alert,
1: though, you know, because of... Uh, oh, like, I'm definitely profession. a lot
4: more... a lot more kind of nervous and, like... I never would have particularly been, um, like, I'm in my 30s, like, and I've been out for about 15 years. So, like, it's second nature. It's just a part of me, like, being LGBT. Um, But, like, definitely over the last 12 months, it's definitely felt a lot more scary and kind of dangerous to be so visibly LGBT. But, like, even if I wasn't in drag, I still am a mobility age user, Um, like, I feel like I still would present very, very stylishly, so we say. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think me not being in drag would have protected me. If the no, but it makes it, it, makes it even me.
1: more cowardly than an, yeah. uh, you know than than. But is there a guard investigation or anything like that? Do you know?
4: Um, I've spoken to the guards locally just here in Galway because initially um, I wasn't sure kind of what to do because I was so concerned with the fact that I defended myself that I was like oh no I I did wrong like Not I sure. Not sure. Not yeah sure. so it's um it's it's been kind of difficult to try and figure out what my next steps were okay. but um yeah like I'm going to be bringing this like the next time I'm down in court I'll probably bring it to detention to the local the local station there but it has been it's been a really surreal week or two since it happened.
1: Okay, well, do that next time you're on Lee side, and let us know when the next gig is, uh, and we'll happily promote it on your behalf. All yeah, right? well,
4: I'm I'm down on the thirtieth of July for Pop and Pasties at nine o'clock down in Angels in Cork. If anyone would like to come along, and our whole cast are trans and non-binary, so it will be a, a fantastic opportunity for people to come and support our community yeah. when good things are happening, and not just. When we we need the defence or we need the
1: support, I know. Keep being keep being you, and good luck with it. Mind yourself. Right, take thank care you for now. so much. Right, bye. Take care. Take care. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Not on, guys. Uh, just not on. But that's uh, the cowards that walk amongst us uh, for whatever reason. Uh, they feel it's okay to target or name call or to physically assault people. Uh, who are in some way different to them. Uh, Isn't that what we want, though, in this world, everybody to be individuals and have their own style? Back after the break.
2: Get it off your chest. Call Neil Brenderville now on 818 106 Red
1: FM. I promise to keep you up to date on all different topics that we deal with on this here radio program. And uh, it's been announced this morning that Ryan Tuberty will be off air for at least six months. That was the length of time that they figure it's going to take this independent review into RT. And while that is happening, Ryan Tuberty will be off the air for the entirety of the review into RTE. Um, I was just reading it up there in the last five or ten minutes and they're saying that he will be off air. He's off air at the moment with full pay, which is only right, clearly. Uh, it's also been announced that he and Noel Kelly will come before both of the committees, the Media One and the uh, PAC Accounts Committee. Um, and that will happen quite soon, I would imagine, to answer questions and to help. RTE couldn't confirm if he would remain um, on full pay for the duration of the investigations, which to, to, could take up to up to six months, but not back on air any anytime soon. Uh, text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. I told you and spoke to Richie Carruthers from Forza. Uh, library staff uh, who are members of that union will stage a protest outside City Library on the Grand Parade on Friday at half past 12. Why? Well, they've been subjected to harassment by protesters who video record them without consent uh, and attempt to remove books that they consider inappropriate. Richie Carruthers also said that they are called names. Abuse has screamed at them. They're called groomers and paedophiles. Um, by virtue of uh, balance and fairness to all concerned, one of those protesters is uh, Ross LeHive, and he joins me uh, for a right reply. Ross, good morning. Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm good. Um, uh, you refute the name calling, do you?
13: Well, yeah, obviously, um, because this, this is one of the reasons we go on with a camera. Uh, because we we need to defend ourselves because we know the uh, the line that the mainstream media are going to take they're going to say we're hurling abuse we're aggressive we're shouting and we do none of the above time and time again and the elephant would you describe the it okay okay so let's say
1: you don't do that would you describe it as confrontational
13: I wouldn't, I, I. would. it's a public uh, record, we're doing this for public record, and here we are on the radio, and um, more people are listening, and what we're doing is working, they did a hit, they tried to do a hit piece on us, RTE primetime, and all it did was elevate our message I saw even that. more, yeah, I saw if it. you go on Twitter for yeah. primetime, Mick Barry put out a post there on Twitter, everyone can see through it everyone knows what But if the guards ask about.
1: you to leave, and I see video footage where the guards are asking you to leave, then mustn't you leave?
13: This is the other thing, Neil, and this is a lie, and you're going to repeat it the next time over and over again. We were in a books, uh, store there, uh, Debray, uh, uh, opposite uh, Easton's, and the guards came, and do you know what they told the, um, the, the members of staff? What? We have every right to be there. And every time, okay. and lads, go on my videos, Ross LaHive on Facebook, and you see for yourself, the guard, they do show up, they never clear us off. So why do you keep okay. on saying that, Neil?
1: No, because why, I saw I saw I saw a that? video of a guard in a in a jacket, a yellow flak jacket, asking right, but asking
13: us. did they usher us away or no? No, 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 no Yeah, no. and and the last time I was on the phone to you as well. You'd said that you wouldn't sit down your twelve year old son when he was twelve and read him out to clean all his back passage, to have as many sexual partners as he wants. And you came on the next day and you said it was a
1: it was a good book. I didn't say Does that. that I said there were yes, there were many did. aspects. Well, well I said there, I said there were many aspects of the book that were well written. I'm, you're, so, you're, what about uh,
13: gassing? Was that a good aspect? To, is this a good aspect to eat shit? Is, is that a good a- aspect? Uh, oh,
1: oh, oh. That 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 was disturbing. But then again, you know uh, that that is a sexual preference for other people, not me. As to whether it's yeah. um, as as to whether it is relevant to a very young child or not, that's the reason that we're having these conversations in the first but place.
13: But Neil, no, you're going to, have to, we're going, to, we're going to we're going to keep on going until these okay.
1: folks are off the show.
2: Well, i know, But to hang on, a 2nd did you Hold but one, but, one, but no one listen, one hang on. You're Richie, Richie. The same lies over and over. No, I'm again. not I'm not listen. Yes, I I'm are. not going to I'm you not going to
1: repeat any I'm not going to repeat any lies. I'm just going to ask you well, questions. Well, you, you, you
13: keep on the last every time you talk about us we're, we're, we're using bad language, we're calling people paedophiles. I never said that. Anyone? Yes, you 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 I just heard it on your your show. you are giving airtime to Ross,
1: The union head at forces said you call the staff groomers and paedophiles. I never why said that. why
13: is he that. saying that, Neil? Why, why, why is he saying that? Why, why wasn't I allowed to speak uh, with him online at the same time? And because that's what the staff are telling him. No, the staff are not telling that. Because I, I asked the staff, and I have it on, on camera, and this is why we do things by camera, Neil. Okay. I said, why, why, um, uh, why are the media reporting that we're calling you all these things and we're being aggressive? And you know what they said to me? go to speak to the media about that and I'm speaking to you about this now because... So the there is no
1: evidence back. whatsoever of either video or audio of a staff member being called a paedophile?
13: No, uh, because we've never called okay. anyone a paedophile. Okay. And okay. Prime Primetime did a, a hit piece on us which completely backfired on him. Okay. And we got so much more support. Okay. And um, uh, we're, 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 what about the elephant in the room here, uh, Neil? It's not about the staff. It's not about the health and safety. The health and safety of the staff, are, is, are, they're not threatened in any way. We're highlighting a very serious issue here.
1: Yeah, I understand. And I understand this that.
13: book is not appropriate for children. And it's clear as the nose on your face. Okay. Everybody can see, it. and this is why we're getting so much support on Twitter, even though Twitter is uh, a cesspit for the lefties—a fairly we're toxic even place support. in the first place.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so never once was any staff member called a paedophile or a groomer. I mean, I, mean,
13: I think we've cleared that up at
1: this stage. Not one member was. Called I heard a I know that. Not, Let me, not, I know not that. one member was with that. I just want to move on to the next point. What about okay. physically holding a phone up to somebody in the workplace and filming them?
13: Neil you I mean, I already covered this here uh it, 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 we do this for our own protection right number one because we're we're used to the lies from the media that that's, yeah, you know uh, we're calling people pedophiles. Uh, we're threatening people. We're intimidating. This is one of the re- main reasons we film. And the second one is because we can't, we can't rely on mainstream media to report on this. So we have to report on it. Why this. do you keep saying and that? It, you're, I
1: mean, you're on the air with me. I mean, I'm having a conversation yeah. with you. It's good airtime for but you to you, use. So. You, you
13: came on the next day after speaking to me saying that you wouldn't read it to your child. And then you kind of gave it a golden review. I mean, that, that, see, so you're saying one, uh, you're speaking out both sides of your, uh, of your mouth here. You're saying one <laughs> thing one day, and, and then you're saying another thing the next day, and you're laughing at me because I, I'm I, not. Mean, I'm just, I'm just.
1: You, you are yeah, picking, I mean, you are picking you're and the, choosing things, and and all I'm trying I'm to do is give you an thing. opportunity. I'm
13: speaking facts. I'm speaking facts here. You say one thing to me one day that you would not uh, read that book to your child, and I'll ask you again: Would you read that book to your child after reading it from cover to cover? No, I wouldn't read a book. So to I mean, child. okay, so you can understand so what, why. What part of
1: that don't you understand? Well,
13: I understand. No, clearly. And you're on record saying that now. Um, so, what does it, it matter what, talk, I th- what I think? Because I'm here on your show ex- explaining to your listeners that you're not even But you you're not using
1: your time wisely. If you keep on accusing yeah, think, the media having we, an agenda, and I'm giving you and an opportunity thing, to have your point of view heard, and I'm asking you, do you think it should be acceptable that you stick a phone and record somebody in their workplace? I. I um, wouldn't particularly I mean,
13: like Look, you keep on repeating yourself. All right, I'll tell you again, Right, right? You're saying I'm not making good use of uh, my time here, but you're asking me the same questions over and over again there's two reasons we use the phone one to protect ourselves alright because we, we get we're, we're so used to this, these and slanders, and two to put on a, a social media platform where people can see this filth that you would even reach your own child so can you agree I, with me
1: on that one okay so you're saying categorically that there was never a time when anybody in there was called a pedophile or a groomer
13: hey, Neil you keep on repeating yourself this is, must have been the sixth or seventh time that you repeat this okay. can we move on to the next thing here there, yeah?
1: there is no next thing these were the things that they there were is. saying and we they was the, the points be, we're that, going that to be I wanted to there ask Friday. Yeah. We're going to be so that's I wanted to ask you about that will you be there at half past twelve
13: we're going to be there with bells on we're going to have excerpts from the book right going up and down the shaft of a I can't say it on this you know but you can read the children yeah it's a very expensive book I know uh, fine and fun and then you have this man coming out should God love the, uh, the, the staff members they're, they're traumatized when we are never aggressive we're very passionate people we, we're, we're no threat, we're no physical threat on any level. The elephant in the room here is now, you always say young, the media they always okay. say young adults. The youngest adult is 18. That's okay. That's,
1: that's okay. That's, All right. okay. that's a
13: fact. I, I, I've, they're they're I've teaching them how to get on apps, right, step-by-step instructions. Yeah for grinder, which is for adults, right? Step-and-step step instructions. Put a picture up of yourself. It'll give you a location. You can meet them. And this is how you have casual sex. This is for 12-year-olds. That is in the is, book. I have read all of that. Is, However, this this is st- you, the staff... As a, as a mainstream media, this is what the main point is that you always overlook. You always overlook that point. You never shine. A, your man that came on slandering us, making up lies. Why, do, why doesn't he bring up that, that point? Because uh, I guarantee, when we have our uh, our little um, rally on Friday, it's not
1: it's not about the presence of the book really, or whether it should or shouldn't be there. It's the manner yeah, of the sorry. protests against it. They are telling the staff now to they are telling the staff to leave the counter the next time you come in.
13: Yeah, that sort of thing as well. I Neil, mean, we didn't even approach the staff the last time. Okay. We were in there and, okay. and look look what's after to And every time we do something, it, it gets a reaction from the media, and this is perfect.
1: This but is, there has been exactly video footage of, of of protesters like yourself approaching them?
13: So this is this is why we're doing it. So uh, I'm. We're you on said you didn't approach no. them.
1: You just said you didn't approach.
13: them. No, uh, sorry. Th- the, the, I said the, last, the time, last. time. The last time we we went in with a banner. But if ahead, the staff, if the staff
1: eat. feel that they have to move away from the counter, does that well, not mean because they feel intimidated? Because because they feel ashamed of themselves
13: because there's no mm. defending this book, and they, they should be uh, threatened because what they what are defending here and what the uh, this Cork City Council are defending here is um, is nefarious or well, why 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 are they have in the book and like the video of the, the staff the then that
1: have been recorded do you share their faces then on social media and
13: they, and they, why are you asking me silly questions
1: all right. I'm going to stop asking questions because they all seem to be silly. Yeah, you,
13: you, you, you ask questions uh, over okay. and over again. Why, right. why don't we talk about the content of the book? I, I think
1: that would be a what good... What questions uh, would you uh, like uh, me to ask you about, so, because you clearly oh, well, don't I, like the question. I would like to ask about the content of the book. You and went through why all the, of the content. Like, We've done. I'm just, like, uh,
13: well, you know, uh, I'd like you to ask me why they, um, breach in, in, in breach of their own policy, the, the Child First Act, they, were, they make reference to... It's the not about
1: the book. It's not about the protest. You have a right to protest. It's all about the book, Neil.
13: See, that's my perspective. Your perspective is not about the book. My perspective is all about the book.
1: So do you share the right. do you share the faces of the staff on social media?
13: See here you go now again you're changing the subject. The, the children's health and safety or uh, an innocence are at, uh, at high risk. I respect I respect, I respect talk, your, your views concerned. on that matter, but no, I'm asking, you don't. You're, you're more I'm asking about, about people's rights uh, in the
1: workplace. That's all.
13: They're right, well, we, they're, 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 they're they're public servants in a public building. They're filming us, so if they can film us, we can film them, okay. and we're doing this to, prote- to protect ourselves, Neil. Okay. Okay. Um, so okay. I mean, and, uh, what's, what's the problem here? I mean, we're, we're we're highlighting an issue that ye, the mainstream media, should be yeah. highlighting, and you're trying to uh, make, make it all about the poor
1: stuff No, it's I'm just I'm just staff, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to follow where this story is going. And uh, no, there's not an exactly issue with going. people's right to. Okay, I'm not. you playing
13: innocent I'm not dumb. Okay, do you expect to be? Do you
1: expect anything to kick off on Friday? Could this get messy? see this is the other thing neil we're always peaceful
13: we, we we're the ones that get attacked we had uh, a rally there uh uh last weekend and um uh, this transgender type um was out of his mind uh in a, a, attacking the only the one person with a group of us uh, the one person he attacked was a woman Right? Mm-hmm and we are the ones constantly getting attacked we, we always turn the other no chiefs.
1: I don't think anybody right. ever accused you of laying hands upon no that was never the case but you've and you've yeah, so refused the, the name way calling with, yeah,
13: yeah. The, way, the way we deal with them is we're just going to turn our backs and ignore them if if, okay. if, if, if and when they do show up we're just going to we're not, we're not going to engage with them because there's no point ok
1: ok if you're asked to if you're asked to move on or to leave um, but we're never asked to move on we're never asked to leave why, why should we be asked to move because on because they're talking about taking an injunction out against you
13: I mean, for what? For highlighting this filth. Well, they, they should be taking this book out off the shelf. This is not fit for... Uh, this is, we we, we okay. should be keying in on this, uh, uh, this book here now, Neil. Yeah. We should focus Fair on this book So if the, the book was taken off the
1: shelves, all of this would end overnight. Yes. 100%. Game over. And not just
13: this book. There's other filthy books out there. They're, okay. t- they're, they're, they're telling uh, preteens uh, how to uh, chemically castrate yourself, give them step in- step-by-step instructions. These, these are books, Neil these are given to the preteens, even how to inject yourself, how to trans, uh, transition from a male to female, and mm. vice versa they 're literally telling, uh, teaching kids this, and it 's going to be in the curriculum uh, next year as well okay. Okay. Uh, about okay. pornography and uh, masturbation and this is the, the World Health Organization and the who they think that children they believe that children are sexual beings and they should learn how to have sex as young as kindergarten and primary school and it sounds crazy it, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but all you have to do is go on their own websites they have um, a, 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 a whole step-by-step process. Uh, teach them masturbation. You know. Uh, teach them pornography. Teach them how to have same-sex.
1: You know. Uh, relationships. A, lot of, a lot of those aspects that you talk about are not in the book itself, though. These are
13: no. I'm, yeah. I'm not. Talk- I'm talking yeah. about the wider issue here. Correct. Yeah. The wider yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. That, like th- there's a lot of pushback where you say that, that you never, you were never asked by the guards to leave. Um. Because oh, what do you mean by that? Says, like, I mean,
13: we have the video. This, this is exactly why the, the guards come on every occasion. And they—they're in fairness to them, um, uh, they don't take sides, in fairness to them. Yeah, but, uh, but so were you, you ever asked, asked to leave, though? See, Neil, this is it. This is, it. No, this is the, your third time asking the same no, question. No, because I right? can't
1: get a straight answer to it. I mean, you're honest I, in I, everything I else. Again, I mean, geez, Neil, I, I tell you again,
13: they never asked us to leave. They never asked us to leave. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I can't be clearer than that. The last time they even told the staff members we had every right to be there. Hang on a
1: second. What about, what about this? What, what
13: about this audio? You flyer here. I think you are accusing us. Here you go. You want, you said this was disinformation. I'm giving you the flyer. I think I'm giving you a flyer here. I think city You are accusing us.
4: You're acting she's do not follow someone. What do not she, she's calling behind. us a liar? Do not, not follow the Do not appreciate don't. Of I'm of gonna ask library.
5: you to leave. I'm going to ask you to leave, okay?
13: For what under you, what reason? I I'm I am i I'm allowed to not talk to someone.
5: You basically are following yes. a lady with a lethal.
13: She was saying we're finding out false and disinformation, right? I'm giving you the information here. The information here is uh, basically porn is fine and fun, they want to get people to know about rimming and scatting. and she's calling us disinformation and liar in front of this in, in this library
5: stop pushing please I'm asking you to leave I'm asking you to leave this area can
7: you please take a
6: seat
1: I'm gonna go over here
7: yes a seat, should take.
1: That's a guard asking you to leave,
13: isn't it? Oh, yeah, actually, Neil, I, I, I do apologise for that, but actually we didn't leave. Uh, she asked us
1: to leave, okay. but we, had, okay. we still had
13: every right to okay, be there. Okay, well, fair enough. And okay, actually, she was actually, she was very nice. She just, she just um, you know, things were... That lady, she, she came in and she said that we gave her disinformation. Another lie, another lie. We're handing out factual information um, with reference to the UN and the WHO's websites...
1: Wouldn't you have, but but up, uh, wouldn't, you be, wouldn't it be much better if you continued to do what you were doing but didn't yeah. film the staff?
13: Uh, no, because then we wouldn't be on the radio or, or prime time and you will not be talking about it. And here you are again, Neil. You're diverting from... You always attack... Um, I'm not attacking uh, anyone. Only, no, 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 I'm not attacking oh, no, no, your okay, okay, I'm just I'm not, you're, I'm not. You're always kind of... No, no. We need to speak about the contents of this book, not about... Um, About putting cameras in people's faces we need to talk about the heart of the issue and the heart of the issue here is to protect the children, to keep them away from this filth, this is what we should be focused on Neil, not about if the guards ask us to leave or not um, the poor staff, their mental health is uh, in... in, Well the uh, reason uh, we're talking this morning is because
1: they're protesting outside their workplace on Friday, do you not think that's relevant?
13: They were protesting because of, of us going in um, last week on Friday with the banner. And um, so, it, it, you know, there's a knock on effect. And we're going to be there uh, with bells on uh, Friday to uh, to show. And I invite everyone to come down to see this for yourself. Don't take our word for it. We'll, we'll provide you with information. And um, look, Neil, we're, we're not the bad guys here. Okay. We're okay. not the bad guys. The mainstream media are doing an awful job. You're, you're talking about the the poor health and safety of the staff. What about the uh, innocence of the, uh, of the children? Why, and you have, a, you, have a, you, have a,
1: you have an absolute total right to protest for what you believe to be oh, the Neil, innocence of children. You, why, 100%. Why are they,
13: okay, Neil, let me ask you this question. Why are they teaching kids these things?
1: What do you mean? I'm just, uh, I'm not quite sure who's they, who's they.
13: Oh, Neil, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Why are the library providing uh, books to children to tell them to get on dating apps? To tell him how to go up and down the shaft of a our- I, I
1: think they, I I think I they cl- I think they should answer that question themselves I'm not a librarian.: no, I'm
13: asking you, Neil you know, you uh, why would, why a, would uh, I know why the <laughs> library decide to <laughs> no, stock a book you, like this? I'm just asking you a question we're having a conversation here.' I'm giving you my opinion. can you give me your opinion? A, why do you think no uh, no no no, Neil this is, this is a question directly to you It's, it's not relevant to me as
1: to whether the I mean
13: I'm not going to engage in the criticism of books that libraries you're trying to squirm out of this question because you know it's a tough question and you, and this, you this ask me to answer spent, a question biases. on behalf
2: of
1: liber- librarians no, as to on, why they on, on your
13: own on, on your own just just your personal opinion Neil your personal opinion you, you won't read this to your child but why do you think it's no okay I wouldn't I wouldn't read
1: that book to a child no you wouldn't so why is I've it looking okay for the library
13: yeah you did say it to me so do you think I've also, said that okay you, I've also
1: said that I would support your right to protest against it absolutely yeah but you're getting
13: off Okay, no, no, it can't be more here. clear. But I've just said, wouldn't okay, it be better if you didn't, track. if you let's didn't film? Let's get back, the staff. back on track here, okay. now, Neil. We'll, I'm asking we'll, you a direct uh, question. I'm, yeah. I know you're going to, you're going to fob me off. You're going to not going to deal with this. Why do you think it's okay for the library to have this book uh, and teaching these things? Why is it okay to teach uh, young children these things, Neil? And it's a direct question that I'm asking you.
1: Why do I think it's okay for them to stop yeah, the what, book?
13: Don't ask no, I, think, I think the, like I think the question
1: should be, should parents allow their children to go well, in and to can, read uh, the book? You can ask your own question, that, but let me ask my question. That, is, ask, up to, ask, that is up to well, every me, single parent to Daniel, make up their own you're, minds. You're like
13: a politician. You're, you're, you're dodging and ducking. I'm asking a direct question. Why do you think the library has a book like that and teaching children these things about sucking cocks? Why, why do you think that is, Neil? Well, why? Can you tell me that? Why
1: do I think it is? Why do I think yeah, they have it? I'm asking I, you a
13: question, Neil. Yes, please answer it.
1: But it's an irrelevant question to me as to why this. No, they it's not irrelevant. I, think I don't. I don't have responsibility you, for the book being on the show.
13: Are seeing you dodging this question? Right, you're dodging this question. I'm asking you your personal opinion about this book. No, what, what, you what you're being—you're your trying to be—is antagonistic. Read it to your No I'm not, I'm asking you, uh, see this is what you're trying to do, you're trying to gaslight me, you're dodging, you're slipping, I'm not going (laughs) to let you get away Neil, I'm asking asking you, uh, I'll ask you again. You're asking me to
1: answer the question as to why the library stocked the book, do you not realise that uh, that 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 makes no no
13: sense? (laughs) I, I think all your listeners think it makes perfect sense, you won't even read it to your own child. Yeah. You so what do you want me to do about the fact I, I that the library's about? I me. want you. I want you. Right, the next time you talk about this, to drop us uh, our slurs because we don't call anyone. I never called call you anyone. anything. I didn't never but called you, you like, a this name. Is you're, this is what you. This is what you're parsing. This is what you're you're, you're, you're putting out there. And I'm, I, I'll
5: go
2: back
1: no. to my
13: question because no. you're, you're slipping away. No, the topic. The topic arose. Writing. The topic arose because the union said it's in the library and for children. Why do you think this book is for children in the library? What is the age and profile it's,
1: it's, of the book, incidentally? Twelve.
13: Twelve. I think they changed it to, to 14 or something because like of, of our activism. Did so I we're not hear it was
1: 16, 17? No. You, well, you told me last time Amazon it, it No, but you, you tell me. You're the one that's protesting. In what section of the library is it in?
13: Uh, the, young adults the, um, the teenage the, what's a young adult mean? You, uh, how old are you when you become into an
1: adult? okay so so if it's a young no, no, adult no, no, no. say the, for instance I, I'm, and, I'm trying I'm to answer your question if it's a young yeah, adult uh, let's say it's a 15 year old or a 16 year old or a 17 year old
13: that's a child that's, a child. that's, but, a, child. But that's they, a
1: child but at that age for instance the library or those that put it there would suggest that, that an, a young adult of that age is exploring their sexuality right? they're going through oh, yeah, so, so, so they're going through hormonal
13: See, here you are only no, a book that you won't even read to your I'm trying to, I'm trying to answer the
1: reasons as to why no, they not. think it might you're be any, a suitable you're, book.
13: See, Neil, you're asked, I'm answering all your questions, but I'll ask you this question again. Why is that book in the library? Because, because the library?
1: people of that age, 15, yeah. 16, 17, are exploring Need get their...
13: To dating apps. What? Need, they're, they're teaching them how to get onto dating apps.
1: I, think the, aspect, <laughs> I think, to, think the aspect of the dating app within the book has to do with safe sex and how to, neg- how to navigate through no, dating well, you, apps you safely. Think,
13: you, you said you read it, Neil, and I just I told you. I, just, I, just, I pointed out to you, they gave you step-by-step instructions, right? I'm trying Put to answer your question. I'm trying to answer
1: no, your question not. on behalf of those that have the book stocked, that they think that maybe it would be a good idea for children of that age, because they still are children, I get that, 15, 16 or 17... One, because they're exploring their sexuality they may not be straight, they may be gay they may think they're so, gay they may uh, have questions uh, that they need answering does that answer the question as to why they stock it?
13: well tell me you, you tell me Neil you won't even read this book to your child so why, why do you think they, they, it's appropriate for other children if you but won't even asking, read it to your own child you're
1: asking me as a, as a member of the public as a parent and I'm as a staff member a, in the a, library the I can't answer I can't answer
13: any yes, clearer yes, than that you're, you're more than capable of answering as a man and I think everyone listening to this when they find out the contents of the book will be just as disgusted as myself does that answer and your you question a,
1: though because n- I don't want to not answer that young adults would be exploring their sexuality and this would be a good book they think for them to get unanswered so you questions.
13: You've got to teach them... Uh, no, no, gotta, no, no. never mind. Uh, does you that answer the question you. as let's, to why they might have it there? No, it doesn't, no. Neil. Because there's no such thing as a young a young adult is the youngest adult as you can get is 18. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let, let's 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 get that let's clear that up. Yeah. When you're teaching 14, 15 year olds how to get out the dangerous, there's men uh, men getting their heads cut off in this country um, by uh, uh, extremist Muslim
1: uh, Islamic extremists. I'm uh, overtime, uh, Ross. They, I'm, I'm clean yeah, out of,
13: of time, man. Yeah, of course you are. They're, cut, they're, they're cutting men's heads up to these What erupts. What
1: part of overtime don't you understand? Why are you so defensive? Why do you become so aggressive? It, it, we I'm trying why, to have a conversation. I'm, with. I, I'm Neil, over time. It's four minutes to you're, you midday. You
2: yourself. You're, you're not. We've spoken spoke for twenty uh, minutes.
1: To,
13: you're not going to read this book to your child, Ross. are on, people that. No, no, Neil. No, Rain it you in, man. We've, we, we've done no, no, a lot no, no, here this you, morning. You, yeah, Neil. Let's, let's let me finish. Would you accept on that note?
1: we've done a lot? We've covered a lot of ground, well, and I'm out I, of time.
13: I, 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 okay, let me let me finish on this. note Neil. What, what the media, when they report on this subject, it shouldn't be about the poor um, the staff members. I got that. I got that. And and safety, I got that. Well, fa- it needs to be about the elephant in the room, oh, yeah. the, the filthy content You fail, You
1: fail will- to notice that you're on the air for the last 20 minutes having your point of view Listen to in a reasonable as manner as possible so please don't go on about media 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 will you I'm trying to well, be I fair people, you've at, got to write a reply no, I, I, I yeah. think
13: people have lost, uh, lost a lot of uh, respect and the media credibility has gone through the, uh, on, having said that on, you've, on, you've, on, you've so been on for 20 minutes man there's before.
1: much more I can do about been that. on
13: 20 but, minutes and lads be there half 12 Friday we'll be there to hand out the okay. real information and, you know, Corpio and uh, other outlets might be there. They're going to say that um, we're, we're nothing we have nothing against the LGBT
1: community. OK,
13: we have gay people on our side. And that, 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 that that's the main focus here. Neil, I'm out of time. Not I'm, three, I'm now three okay. minutes
1: over time. Thanks for well, Have a good day. That, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank okay. you. All the best. Take care. That's uh, Friday at half past 12. My sincerest apologies that um, add a lot more time than I had expected. Um, uh, but that's live radio for you so with regards to our, our competition I'm, o- I'm over time I can't even run the comp so I'll do the afternoon tea we'll do a double whammy of it tomorrow but I will open the phone lines now because we have five family passes to give away for the Cork City Sightseeing Tours this is the wonderful bus that you can take to all sorts of great locations starts at the Grand Parade because Patrick Street McCurtain Street Kent Station Patrick's Quay Shandon Street up to the City Jail over the Western Road to Jail Cross out the Mardyke Shear Street the Grand Parade South Mall City Hall uh, All sorts of beautiful areas like that on board the open top bus. So, um, you can, uh, win five of these passes, family passes. They'll be valid for a 24 hour period. Hop on, hop off the bus as you please. So get dialing for that now. 0818104106. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For
0: more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.